Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Sealand Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. He's got room. He's turning all the burners inside the 30, inside the 20, inside the 10. Touchdown for the Sealand Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street, Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia routes 1115 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Ryan Brandt. Tonight, it's the Sealers Grove Seals playing host to the Shiklemi Braves in the 60th career meeting between these two teams. Sealers Grove slight edge in the all-time series, 32-28. to including splitting the last four games. In those games, the Braves have won the regular season matchup only to see the Seals win in district playoffs. The Braves are looking for their first win of the season while the Seals are looking to bounce back from a loss to Southern a week ago. Well, Ryan, the Seals have been told by headman Derek Hicks, don't let this loss to Southern define your season. Rather, get a win tonight over the Chicago Braves and refine your season. This is a great opportunity for these young Seals to get back in the win column against their rival, the Chickalemi Braves. That was the exact message he did deliver in that final huddle after the game at Southern Columbia. said, this is a good team you just played. Don't let this define your season. He's like, we're going to get back at it, and that's the right message because you've got to get back at it right now. And I'm going to pump everyone up that's listening. This is a must-win game. I truly believe that. It is a tough schedule for Seals Grove. This is a more winnable game, and I say that saying it's still going to be a game. This is not a bad Shikalimi team. The opponents they've played are all going to be seven, eight-win teams. They've played quality opponents, and uh, their defense is no slouch. They do have some offensive issues, but good coach across the way in Tilford, guaranteed he's improving in that aspect of their team. So big game tonight for Seal Nation, a must-win. It's going to really be... It's going to say a lot to what happens in district. And I'm only talking about a week four game. But when you look at the schedule and other uh, teams in our district, what they have and when we face them, each and every one of these district games are huge for where we're going to be playing in the postseason. Well, you look at it, uh, Chickalemi has not played a conference game yet. So they get a win here over Seals Grove, and it boosts them to, you know, top of the Hack 1 division after a a struggle of a start at 0-3, but now we're a conference play. You talk to any coach, yeah, you want to get all the wins you can, but you do have to get the conference win, and boy, what a game this would be for them to be able to boost their confidence. And you mentioned it, Ryan, and after talking to Coach Derek Hicks, he changed my whole perspective of the Shikalemi team because when he talked about their defense, and you just said it, they have played three quality teams. They play two teams that could be playing for district championship at the end of the season with Danville and Loyal Sock, and then you throw in Central Columbia. Central Columbia is not bad, and they lost to them 20 nothing. So you're right. It's the offense that struggle. And you know as well as I do when the offense struggles, the defense is pressed upon to be able to make stop after stop after stop. And finally, against a good team, you're going to get caught. And that's the thing. When the offense struggles, you put your defense on the field consistently. You keep going three and out, three and out, and you, there you are, boom, defense, right back in the field, defense, right back in the field. And not to mention, you're also making them play with the short field. You're giving them no room for error. Sometimes you get that bend but don't break. We've seen it a lot in Seal Grove. Seal Grove has had defenses that have been phenomenal. But they've also been phenomenal because they have that bend but don't break, and the offense has given them much more field to play with. 
Shikalemi has not had that luxury this year. Their defense has always had their backs against the wall. So, yeah, I mean, this is a team, good defensive end play. They know how to create edge, get out around, cause issues. And then uh, they got some linebackers that will fly all over. It is a very, it is a, it's a pretty good defense here that has had early on success in games. It's just, hey, when you keep playing and playing, you can't get off and get that breather. It's hard, especially early in the season when it's hotter out. It's hard to recoup late in the game. Todd Tilfer, head coach of the Shikalimi Braves, seventh season, 36 and 34, but coming off a nine and three season a year ago, his best as the head man of the Shikalimi Braves. For Coach Derek Hicks, his fourth season, 32 and 11, and again, coming off a loss a week ago. And you talked about those three teams a 41 7 loss to Danville, 20 nothing loss to Central Columbia, uh, and then that 35 nothing loss to Loyal Sock a week ago. We'll talk more with Kevin Hur coming up in just a bit, and maybe he can elaborate a little bit more on it. But Derek talked about the big plays that Connor Watkins made a week ago under pressure. One time he threw the ball up, and their athletic wide receiver went up and made a play and scored a touchdown. And Derek said that's the kind of game it was, that it was like a step slow for that defense. Was that a factor because of what we talked about, being on the field all the time? And like I said, we'll talk more with uh, Kevin Hur, who covers the Shikalemi Braves, uh, to elaborate a little bit on that piece. But, again, for Seelands Grove, off to a 1-2 and two start, 1-1 one one in conference play. They lost to Lewisburg week one, 32 to 22 beat jersey shore here to open up the new resurfaced turf here at harold l bullock memorial field and they won that one 31 10 last week they lost 48 nothing to the southern columbia tigers i talked to coach hicks about some bright spots he was able to bring out of that game and he was able to find a you know a few uh, that was uh, to talk about and he he liked some of the things he saw from some of his younger guys, but he knows it's a learning experience, and it is. As you said, only week three. I have a lot of seasons still to play for uh, do the Seals Grove Seals and the Shikalemi Braves. The other thing, Ryan, Shikalemi's won the last two regular season games, and pushing Seals Grove to have to go on the road and win in district playoffs. So we know the circumstance, even if it is just week four, even if both teams are struggling, you touched on it. This game becomes a, a very important and a very uh, important game in terms of how things will play out through the rest of the year. Many implications, the rivalry. You got brother-in-law versus brother-in-law. You know Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's a lot on the on the table here. No pun intended. There's a lot on the table here. Well, and you look at Seals Grove getting up 90 points in three games. A lot of that coming, obviously, last week to the Southern Columbia Tigers. But they're, they're giving up 30 points per game when you break it down. Here's a point. In 2017, it took eight games for that defense to give up 90 points a year ago. Two years ago, it took seven games. And three years ago, it took seven games as well. And three games, they were only averaging, giving up 12 points per game a year ago, 15 two years ago, and only 7.2 points per game in three games in 2015. So we know the other part was you played Southern week three as opposed to week 10. But there's a lot to go over, and, uh, you know, we know that Coach Derek Hicks and Todd Tilfer making all the adjustments to get the victory, a very important victory here early on for both teams. And I don't like to make excuses unless they're legit. So in this case, I will make excuses. This is a very young Seals Grove team, and then we've been banged up. I mean, you can't be banged up going against Southern, especially when you're inexperienced. So you're taking inexperienced guys that are getting injured and replacing with even less experienced guys right. it's it's not a good combo especially when you're going up against teams like southern columbia and hey they did it against jersey shore another tough team and and uh you'll get better for that but 
man, Southern's just a different beast for that. But Seals Grove, excuse-wise, maybe those points, too, a big part of that is some of the injury plagues we've had as well. Well, on the offensive line that Derek Hicks is hoping to have tonight was the one projected to be the offensive line to start the 2018 season. But Benford didn't play in the first game against Lewisburg, and then Bainey's been out. So the shifting has gone on. But he's hoping that those five that he projected to be their starters in the offseason will have an opportunity to play tonight against the Shikolami Braves. So we got a lot more to talk about, obviously, with the Seals and their opponent tonight, the Shikolami Braves, uh, during Seals game day. And also, we're going to get previews. We're going to go live with Kevin Hur again, covering the Shikolami Braves on 1070 WKOK. We're going to hear from uh, Greg Wetzel as well, covering the Lewisburg Green Dragons. All that and more. We'll also give you the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. And it's all going to happen right here on Seals Game Day on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods. And you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. We're at Harold Harold Bullock Memorial Field. Both teams doing their pregame warm-up. Seals Grove in their all-blue, blue helmets. The Shikolami Braves in their all-white uniforms and their blue helmets. And speaking of the Shikolami Braves, we now bring into the conversation Kevin Hurt, the voice of the Shikolami Braves. And Kevin, first of all, welcome. And uh, this uh, traditional matchup between this rival of the Shikolami Braves, Seals Grove. And the strange thing about it, this is a huge game. We've seen a lot of huge games between these two teams. But this is a big one, and it's kind of for different reasons, but both of them need this win desperately. You know, you and Ryan talked about it a few minutes ago, uh, how, you know, Coach Hicks is talking about this game and how he looks at it. You know, Coach Tilford had the same thing to say to his kids last night. After practice last night, he goes, listen, our season is just starting tonight. 
is just starting Friday night with the league play. We are 0-0 coming into this game. This game's going to define where we go in the league. First three games, okay, they're done, but now these games really, really count. And one thing we talked about, too, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Coach Hicks talked about the ability of Connor Watkins. He made big, at least three big plays under duress, under some pressure. Talk about those plays and how it how they played out you know, in accordance to what the defense was doing. Well, the one thing the defense wanted to do last week is make sure Connor Watkins is not comfortable. When he's comfortable in the pocket, he's going to pick you apart. And he got comfortable from time to time and started to make big plays. When he wasn't comfortable is when he had to be on the move and roll out and make the quick decisions. And Shikalami felt if they could get enough pressure on him and get him rolling out, that he would maybe make the mistake. Didn't really make the mistake did throw up a couple of balls as you mentioned for grabs and his athletic receiving core really helped him out a lot with some big catches but the big change in this game and the big difference in this season i should say for shikalemi has been that this is a defense that has played fairly well even though the score doesn't look like that they're only giving up about five yards of play and when you're giving up that many points you expect to give up more yards of play than just four or five yards of play the problem is they're out on the field a lot they're on short fields a lot And the worst part about it is when they hit the second half of the game, that defense that has been out there finally does give in and break and bend completely into a snap, and then a big play happens. And that's what's happened here this year. The offense just has not been able to get anything to click yet. Talking to Kevin Hurst, the voice of the Chicago Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Some personnel guys. Uh, Evan Bingaman didn't play in the first game, came back, had a huge game. Uh, talk about his contribution and how he changes his defense as well. There, there are a couple of key guys on this defense that are big. Evan Bingaman is one of them. Uh, they really missed him against Danville. Danville, a very athletic team, lots of speed, lots of talent at the skill positions, and not having him to contain the edge really hurt Shikalemi's defense. When he comes back the next two weeks, he is all over the field. He is a man on a mission. Ulysses Mercado, another one from the linebacking crew that has done an outstanding job this year. He is another one of those kids that are all over the field. Every time the ball, no matter where it goes, on his side or the opposite side, you'll find him there around the football. That's just the kind of player he is. He really reads the run very, very well and jumps in the hole and just shuts it down. That'll be number three for the Shikalimi defense. Mercado, 28 tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack and a fumble cover recovery to go along with what you're saying. He's around the ball all the time. The one thing I notice is a lot of tackles by your defensive backs, by the corners and by shock to safety. A lot of tackles. That means there's problems getting into the secondary. Yeah, that's the thing. They get when it when they do get to the edge and get downfield, a lot of those first game a lot of that first game, a lot of the tackles were by the secondary because again the edge was gotten they got to the edge because maybe Bingaman wasn't there or Mercado didn't get to the other side quick enough or Danville's speed was just too much. A lot of that happened in the first game so a lot of the secondary got some big time tackles some of it has to do with the passing game when they do shut down the run and Chickalami has shut down the run against Central Columbia in that first half Central really did nothing with the football they just realized that oh yeah we have a big enough team we can go double tights and pound that big running back and then they finally did that in the second half and just wore Chickalami's defense down that's where you see a lot of the a lot of the tackles coming from the secondary is because the running game has been controlled so well or again speed to get out to the edge Talking to Kevin Hurd, the voice of the Shikalimi Braves. And uh, one thing I want to talk about before we let you go to head over and get ready to give the uh, the, the Shikalimi fans their um, 
the broadcast of the Shigalimi Braves from their standpoint is the quarterback position. I know there's been some throwing some things around. Lucas Stilford has played some. Duncan Weir as well. Is that who we're looking at between the two, or is there one that they've kind of settled in with? I'm not sure that Coach Tilford knows right now what that situation is. And even last night when we're talking, it's 50-50 whether Lucas was going to be able to go today with the uh, with a leg injury. So he's warming up today. He's in uniform. Will he play? Honestly, until the, until kickoff, I'm, I'll be just looking for that as well. Um, Duncan Weir, it was the... Uh, kind of the third string quarterback a year ago as a freshman very solid linebacker by the way uh played third string quarterback last year he's a little bit bigger he's not necessarily the rpo kind of guy but he is going to be able to put the ball in play and throw the ball like a dart at times his deeper passes need a little bit more work but his short range passes have been pretty solid so as you're watching you've seen the shiklamy braves you've seen coach tilford coach teams what are you seeing tonight that you know this team has turned a corner for you as they go into week four? You know what I'm going to be looking for? I'm going to be looking for Shikolami to score first. Not just because they haven't scored since the first quarter of the first game, but this is a team right now that needs a confidence builder. They need something to spark them. They've been, they played they played kind of with teams for the first quarter, quarter and a half, and then, the, then give up a big touchdown play, and then the, you know, the frustration kind of sets in in a situation like they're in offensively right now. If they can move the ball and score first, this game is going to be a very competitive ball game and a very tight game. If Shikolami gives up the touchdown first and can't move the ball on offense, it could be a very long night. Shikolami trying to come over 11 straight shutout quarters. Seals Grove trying to overcome five straight shutout quarters. So scoring first would be huge for both teams. I Kevin, agree with you. We appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the broadcast. Uh, and we'll be talking down the road, I'm sure, the way these seasons have been going between the Seals and the Braves. Have a great call, guys. Thanks. Pre- appreciate it, Kevin. Kevin Hur covering the Shikolami Braves on WKOK, all part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation family. So we're going to go to break, come back, and give you more of the Sunbury Broadcasting family games with the Lewisburg Green Dragons. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. Don't go back to school without the one supply that'll keep your coursework moving. Service Electric Cablevision High Speed Internet. SECV Internet always makes the grade with unrivaled speed and reliability. It's the perfect Wi-Fi solution for the whole family to share, no matter how many devices you connect. Simultaneously search, stream, download, and gain instant access to everything you need to get ahead and complete your assignments. Plus, bundle SECV Internet with TV and phone and save. Learn faster. Surf smarter. Visit secv.com slash internet today. Nurses, accountants, waiters, and welders. Anyone can be injured on the job, unable to function properly. It affects your work and everyday life. Coach soccer, carry groceries, carry your child. No one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the Workplace Injury Institute at Shemokin Dam Health Center. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center designed with you in mind. 
Most of us will need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien along with Ryan Brandt, our stat man, Zach Showers, and producer, Sean Carey. Appreciate Kevin making his way over, chit-chat a little bit, get insight on the Shikolimbi Braves. Now we're going to get an insight on the Lewisburg Green Dragons. After a 2-0 start, Lewisburg lost not only the game, but they lost one of their key players as well, Dylan Farinato. They lost the game 40-20, to but they look to bounce back, and they'll have a big opportunity to do that against the Milton Black Panthers. So to get a better check on the Lewisburg Green Dragons, we go to Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Milton Black Panthers tonight in a Heartland Conference Division I game. Tonight's game will be played at Christy Mathewson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Bucknell University. Lewisburg comes into tonight's contest with a record of 2-1, and Milton has a record of 1-2. Last week, Lewisburg was defeated by Mount Carmel by a score of 40-20, and Milton lost to Mifflinburg by a score of 36-0. Last week, Lewisburg was led offensively by running back Max Moyers, who rushed for 150 yards. The Green Dragons had trouble stopping the Mount Carmel offense and gave up 40 points. Early in the game, Lewisburg lost Dylan Farinato to a knee injury, and others on the team will have to step in to take up the slack. Look for Brett Newcomb and Ethan Spalding to have a bigger role for Lewisburg. Milton lost their starting quarterback in the opening game of the year. Jamar Bradley has stepped into that role now and has performed well. With Bradley at quarterback, the Black Panthers run the ball more than pass the ball. Leading their rushing attack is Jason Velardes, who has 244 yards rushing in the first three games. The leading receiver for Milton is Quaylen Rice, who has nine receptions for 184 yards and four touchdowns. It will be important for Lewisburg to get out to an early lead against the Black Panthers and take them out of their power running game. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for Game Day on Eagle 107. All right, Greg, thanks very much. Sean Carey with you in studio as we continue Seals Game Day on Eagle 107. As we check our scoreboard from across the valley, matchups that we will follow include Loyal Sock at Bloomsburg, Columbia Montour Votech at Kalineski Valley, Danville at Mifflinburg, Montoursville at Warrior Run, Shimokin at Southern Columbia, Henry Hynoski returns to his alma mater tonight for Southern Columbia homecoming, Juniata at Line Mountain, Central Columbia at Hughesville, Mount Carmel tonight at Thompson Street Stadium as they get the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Williams Valley at Susquehanna. Midwest at Shenandoah Valley. Winless. Midwest, great shot to get their second win of the season tonight. Upper Dauphin at Newport. Pine Grove at Tri-Valley. Sayre at Montgomery. Williamsport at Hazleton. And a battle of two 3-0 teams tonight with South Williamsport at Muncie. Muncie winning at Tawanda with a touchdown and a two-point conversion with no time remaining in last week's matchup. 
Coming up later tonight on Sunbury Motors Game Night, Matt Catrillo will join us. Matt's going to be calling the Milton-Lewisburg game tonight for SECV8, so we'll get a comprehensive report from Matt from Christie following tonight's matchup. Don't forget, while the game is happening tonight, you can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, give us a like and a follow. Uh, our special Facebook page is Seals Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107, and our Twitter handle, Seals on Eagle 107. Back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field in a moment as we continue Seals game day with Pat and Ryan as we count down to the kickoff at 7. The rally in the Valley Trophy on the line tonight between the Seals and Braves on Eagle 107. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team Sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating the official vehicle of fun with special Jeep pricing for everyone. Up to $6,000 off new Renegades to qualified individuals. We have over 20 to choose from. And we're also discounting 2019 Jeep Cherokees up to $4,000. And all new Grand Cherokees have a minimum of $4,000 off. Huge discounts all month long, great selection, and amazing financing deals. Come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP online at ZimmermanJeep.com. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Crowd is making their way here to Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field for the big rival game between the Shiklemi Braves coming in 0-3. But you heard from Kevin Hurd that Coach Stouffer's message is that that's all behind us. The regular season starts tonight. Good message for his kids that they buy in here tonight. They get a big win over the Seals and really could propel them through the rest of the season. Same thing for the Seals Grove Seals. Season starts tonight. This is another hack one game. They're sitting at one and one in the hack with the loss to the Lewisburg Green Dragons, but then the win over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. So a lot still to play for both these teams. And we have a Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. So our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week. It's the 1-2 Jersey Shore Bulldogs hosting the 2-1 Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes. 
Jersey Shore got their first win last week versus Montoursville. Nice win for the Bulldogs. But the Jersey Shore Bulldogs team will have to face a very good rushing attack of the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes. They're putting up 244 yards per game. So we'll keep an eye on that one throughout tonight as we call it the Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. Ryan, going to some game notes here tonight. Thanks in part to our stat man, Zach Showers. And we already talked about it. 60 career meetings between these teams. These teams are very close at 32 and 28. Under coach Derek Hicks, Seals Groves has never lost back-to-back games in the same season. So there's a lot that you can hang your hat on there. Their last back-to-back loss in the same season came in 2013 where they lost three games in a row to Berwick, Southern, and Milton. So that in itself, Ryan, bodes well for the Seals Grove Seals to get this win after their loss to the Southern Columbia Tigers a week ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to go back from history, yeah, that bodes well. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think about, you know, last year, I think Seals Grove came in as a favorite against Shikalimi, and I feel you kind of get that feeling as well tonight. And we got surprised on the road last year in 2017. Uh, Shigalimi came out. They scored first on a Gabe Tilford to Lucas Tilford 38-yard TD pass. Seals responded with a Logan Libby TD run. Seals group was actually up 7-6 as a failed PAT by Schick. But Schick then went for 16 straight unanswered points. Uh, Tilford had a second TD pass tonight. And Joey Folk had that 89-yard kickoff return. And that put uh, Shikalimi up 22-7, which is seconds ago in the second half. And then a Tony Dressler TD reception and a Jared Inch fumble recovery quick, quickly cut that lead to 22-20. to I believe both teams scored and, and, and evened out things again uh, in the fourth quarter. Why is it even out? And Seals was down 28-26, still a two-point margin. And then Shikalimi driving late in the fourth. That's when we had that Joe Conn interception <laughs> yeah. right the at the line. goal line. And he starts going to the sideline. I remember you and I stand up. I, it looked like it was going to the house. But one Shigalimi guy ruined that parade. He got tripped up but did get 52 yards on that interception return. Seals Grove looked like they were moving, about to go in and steal that game uh, that they were supposed to win, but trailed for most of the game. But uh, Logan Leiby uh, run to the 22-yard line. But then Shikalimi picked him off for third interception of the night, and that was it. That sealed it. Shikalimi with the stunner. Uh, at home for Schick last year, but that's why this game tonight. If you're going to look at past stuff, this game tonight, that last last year's game has got to motivate the guys on the field that are still here playing. Now, Seals have been successful since 2009, nine and five to the Schickelman Braves. The teams played in the regular season in the playoffs five times: 2009, 10, 14, 16, and 17. In 2009 and 14, Seals Grove won both of the games: the regular season game and then the the playoff game as well. Most points scored by Seals Grove, 55 points. They did that in 2009 over the Sicklemi Braves. Four shutouts in 2009, 12, 14, and 17 for the Seals Grove Seals over the Sicklemi Braves. And here's some top performers, Ryan. Logan Leiby, 231 yards in 2016 in a playoff game against Sicklemi Braves. And here's going the wayback machine. Kyle Reiner, 202 yards in 2010 in a playoff game. 200 yards in 2009's playoff game and 186 yards in 2009 regular season game. Javon Betts, 201 yards in 14 the 2014 season. So they've had a rushing attack. That would be key here tonight if they can get that going. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see that. And speaking of rushing attack, 
when Seals Grove played Schick for the second time last year, which was in the postseason, uh, they put together a, a 34-0 uh, victory, very dominant fashion for Seals Grove, and they ended up getting the District 4 uh, quadruple-A championship. But from start to finish, the Seals were dominant offensively and de- defensively, and it wasn't with the passing game. It was the running. When you talked about pass running thing, and that's where Seals Grove racked up 265 yards on the ground. Not like that offense last year, but Joe Kahn went off. I mean, a leader on that team even as a junior 175 yards rushing in that game on 40 carries yeah and we know that history doesn't win ball games here tonight no. so that's what coach Derek Hicks is dealing with trying to get that victory over his rival the Shikalemi Braves hey we're going to go to break we're to hear from the head man coach Derek Hicks this is Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go Seals! Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. 107. Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors, Ford Lincoln, Hyundai, North 4th Street, Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Sean Carey with you in studio. We're less than a half an hour away from the kickoff at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field between Seawans Grove and Shikalemi. And this will be the sixth time that Shikalemi's coach, Todd Tilford, and Seals coach, Derek Hicks, brothers-in-law, will square off. Hicks leads the family rivalry 3-2. to two. Tilford has won two out of three regular season games, but Hicks has won both playoff games, including last year 
at Schick. And when we return, we will hear from head coach Derek Hicks, our weekly conversation with the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals and Pat O'Brien as we continue game day on Eagle 107. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Sealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. Tonight's Blaze Alexander Ford Tough game of the night is Mount Carmel at Jersey Shore. Get update on that score and many more tonight on the scoreboard page at Eagle107.com. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show. Pat O'Brien along with Coach Derek Hicks as the Seals getting ready to take on the Shikolemi Braves coming off a loss a week ago to the Southern Columbia Tigers. And, uh, Derek, we look back at the game. One of the messages you said was to not let that game define your season. Elaborate a little more on that uh, in terms of what you what the strong point you wanted to make to your team coming out of that game a week ago. Um, you know, biggest thing is just – Obviously, it was a tough game for us on the scoreboard. Um, but, you know, they're a good, good football team. And what we need to do is look at the things that uh, we could have done better to get to get ourselves better as a team. You know, there were, looking at the film, a lot of little run fits, missed tackles, missed blocks, missed assignments. And, uh, you know, those are the things that you can take from a game like that. Correct them uh, going forward so that this week against Shikalemi and uh, the remaining five weeks, six weeks, that, you know, you don't make those same mistakes again. When you come out of that game, what were some things you saw on film that you felt you could kind of build on as you get ready for the Shikalemi Braves? Um, you know, it, again, it was kind of the story of uh, week one. It was just... Um, little things that could have made a difference. You know, not saying we're going to win that football game, but, uh, you know, defensively, some blown assignments, some uh, some technique things that certainly could have prevented them from scoring uh, 49 points. And offensively, again, just, uh, you know, a block or two, a blown assignment that uh, killed a drive that might have allowed us to get ourselves on the scoreboard. 
Now, um, there were some hustle plays that we saw, and I know that was a big thing for you was, you know, play, continue to play hard, go after. One of the ones we saw was Dean Hollenbach, who uh, got the chance to run a little bit in the backfield. He chased down a guy from behind. The next play was a fumble. Elaborate a little bit on what you saw from him and, and how you feel uh, regarding his play moving forward. Uh, you know, Dean's a great kid. Quiet kid at practice, just kind of goes about his business. Um, and actually, you're going to see him starting a cornerback this week opposite Ben Swineford. So uh, certainly a kid that we have confidence in. He's going to give you 100% each and every play. Now, as we uh, get ready to throw it to Murphy for her question, uh, and again, you go from the message regarding coming away from the Southern game, but as we throw it to Murphy moving forward, she has thoughts on how, how your team gets ready for this coming week. Yeah, Derek, what is the overall message for your team this week as they head into your next game? Um, you know, the big thing is just move forward. You know, learn from that last game, but don't dwell on it. And uh, it's not hard to do that when your next opponent after Southern is Shikalemi. So uh, the, the kids, like I said, we got the films Monday. They learned from it. And uh, we've had two great days of practice uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And, uh, you know, they're, they're ready to go. It's a rivalry game, and uh, that's kind of been the message is let's move on and uh, get ready for the rivalry. So as you talk about it, and as Murphy said, that message, how do you think they have responded to the message? Because they see the print. They see what's going on. They see what's happening across the river. Can you rely on the, uh, on the emphasis that it's a rivalry game, or is there more to it as you prepare? Um, you know, I don't. I don't think. I think they've uh, they've been focused this week. Like I said in practice, probably the two best back-to-back practices we've had all year. And uh, you know, there's some motivation. You look at the last couple years. Shikalemi's taken that regular season game from us, and uh, we've been able to come back in playoffs and knock them out. But uh, you know, you got the rally in the valley and the trophy there, and it's been housed over in Sunbury for the last couple years. So uh, you know, kids are motivated by that. And again, anytime you're playing Shikalemi, that's motivation enough. The Seals Grove Seals coming at 1-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in conference play while the Shikalemi Braves coming at 0-3. Oh they haven't played a conference game, so you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, they get this win. Boy, it throws them right into the conference mix. So, again, more of an emphasis about winning this game. And they have a great coaching staff. You know, Todd Tilford's done it over the years. What a great year he had a year ago. Like you said, you're able to get him in the playoffs. So what have you seen from them, as from the Shikalemi Braves on film, as they're trying to make these changes to get that significant win? Uh, you know, offensively, they've been struggling, as is evidenced by you know, seven points all year. And uh, Lucas Tilford was dinged up, and he, he's far and away their best athlete. So you take a guy like that off the field last week against Loyal Sock, and that's a factor. And, uh, you know, they, they just offensively been struggling to get on track. And at some point, they're going to. And, uh, you know, you just hope it's not week four against us. So uh, defensively, believe it or not, you know, you look at some of the scores and you think probably not, but they held Central to 20 and Loyal Sock uh, at 35. Uh, Connor Watkins, I think three, maybe four of the touchdowns should have been sacked. And, and he's such a good athlete. He was able to spin out of things and uh, just kind of heave a deep ball. And, uh, you know, they got their scores that way. So realistically, uh, defensively, they, they gave up 35 to Loyal Sock, but uh, Loyal Sock only strung together one or two drives against them. So I, I was very impressed with the way their defense is playing right now on film. And, uh, you know, with the offensive struggles we've had of late, that uh, it, it's going to be a challenge up front. 
talk about Connor Watkins, quarterback for the Lowell Sock Lancers. You'll see him in a couple weeks as well, and you talk about his ability. Well, and, and you make a great point with that because Lowell Sock beat Danville in a one-point game where they scored 41 points against a Danville team. So, again, to try to emphasize the Shikolimi defense is capable of bringing it as they did a week ago. They, yeah, they lost 35 nothing, but like you said, play here, play there, and all of a sudden that's a completely different game. On your offense, again, didn't score last week, but it allows you to go back on film and watch some of the things that happened. Um, talk a little bit about your freshman quarterback, dealing with the big stage. How did he respond, and how do you feel him moving forward? You know, again, he's learning every week, and uh, with a couple linemen out last week, he was uh, certainly under pressure at times, a lot quicker than you'd like to see. And, uh, you know, he kept his head for the most part, did have one interception that was returned for a touchdown. Uh, but, you know, again, a it, it, couple times there were some reads that didn't quite uh, you know, weren't the right progression, but you know he's a sponge right now, working with Derek Pope, and again, it's one of those. Yeah, we made mistakes, but the bottom line is he's learning from it and uh, becoming a better quarterback each and every week. Of course, we're talking about the freshman quarterback, uh, Danny Schock, uh, on the season now. When you look at his number, 38 for 63, 433 yards, four touchdowns, and three picks. And like you said, he had that interception a week ago. You mentioned the offensive line, and we know it's been trying to piece this thing together, throwing different guys in there. Uh, Schaefer was one of the guys that changed his number to 65 to try to help out. Maybe Ryan Allmitt, those kind of guys. Any feel a little more strong in terms of what you have offensively moving forward? Uh, you know, we're getting there. Those guys each week are getting a little more experience, a little more comfortable with the position. Uh, and then the great news, we have uh, Micaiah Showers is back this week. You know, so there's a kid who started weeks one and two that's going to be back on the field for us. And uh, game time decisions, but I, I think it's looking positive to see uh, – Trey Bainey get back after the injury up at Lewisburg. And uh, Garrett Benfer, who's been out since the preseason, is uh, also looking like a guy that I'm hoping will, uh, you know, you'll see on the field for that first offensive series. You talk about getting guys back on the field. How do you feel health-wise, people where you need to be? Coming off a game like Southern, one of the big things that a lot of people talk about, get away from that game being healthy. you feel comfortable going into week four in terms of health and your guys? Yeah, I mean, if we get all those guys back, um, you know, Nate Schoen is going to be back on the field, I believe, and uh, uh, Josh Nyland got a little dinged up at uh, at Southern, but it's nothing significant. Could end up keeping him out a week or two, and again, that's one of those game time decisions. He'll warm up and uh, you know, kind of see how he feels. I'm, I'm looking at the Dan or the excuse me, the Shikolimi Braves defensively, and I look at it and I see the corner, two corners, and a safety leading the team in tackles. So you know a lot of things are happening downfield. So this offensive line being able to open up holes and allowing the running game and also giving your freshman quarterback an opportunity to throw the ball around a little bit. Um, do you see that being the, being a possibility for your freshman quarterback seeing the defense that you're going up against? Yeah, I mean, certainly you know, if I'm them, kind of like uh, Jersey Shore did, I'd load up the front and, uh, you know, Joe Kahn gouged him last year, especially in the playoff game. Nate Schoen's been running the ball well, so he's capable of gouging you. And uh, as a D coordinator myself, I, I'd put the put the pressure on the freshman and uh, stack things up front, so we fully expect them to do that. If they don't, then uh, they'll get a steady dose of uh, Joe and Nate again. 
You talk about uh, Josh Nyland being a little dinged up, and uh, who's going to fill in in that position where Josh would normally play uh, in that slot, that athlete kind of position for you? Um, yeah, we're gonna we can shift guys around, but the main guy you'll see running the slot position is a uh, sophomore Brett Four, and uh, he played last week against Southern, and uh, you know does a nice job. He, he, he's not afraid to go across the middle, catch the football, and out of a slot receiver, that's what you need. Awesome. So, and then you said Dean Hollenbach will play the corner position uh, for uh, Josh Nyland as he deals with a with an injury that you say is not a major injury, but just something that he got a little dinged up. So we're looking for him to get back into the mix. Derek, getting ready to take on the Shikalimi Braves. You can go on about the layers and this rivalry over the years and, and, and recently with you and, and the family kind of connection. But what is the main focus right now as you're preparing? And how do you know your guys are prepared when you step out on the field um, come Friday night. Uh, you know, you you kind of know it by the end of the day, Wednesday at practice. Uh, you can tell where their heads are at. Are they putting in the time and film and the mental part of things? And this week, I would say yes. You know, they're the the huddle time. Huddle's the the program we used to watch film. The huddle time's been there. Um, you know, like I said, the guys have been focused in practice. So, you know, I'm not concerned about the energy or the emotion. You know, we'll know that when they get in the locker room that 30 minutes before kickoff. Uh, but the biggest part, football is a mental game. And if you're out there thinking you're going to be a step or two slow, and uh, they're putting in the time to prepare so they can react and not think. Derek, we appreciate your time as always. Again, it's the Seals Grow Seals hosting the Shikalemic Braves, and it's all going to be heard, as it always is, right here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket or the new $4 burger and Blizzard menu with cheeseburger or Casey Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger. And if it is a Blizzard that you want, Pumpkin Pie is the Blizzard of the Month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. We are Eagle 107.
remember, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Well, Ryan, we're getting ready to wrap up Seals game day. Get ready for the opening kickoff at the top of the hour between the Seals and the Shikalemi Braves. like to throw it to you in terms of what your thoughts are. We're going to do this a little early, give you full time, give you the entire stage here. What's going to seal the deal for victory tonight for the Seals? You know, just the Coming back, bounce back. I mean, just getting the, the psyche going, putting last week's game behind you and just realizing what's in front of you, taking care of business. I think Seelsgrove comes out, they execute up front. That's a big thing, too. A lot of new guys on the offensive line tonight. That's got to gel. An offensive line's got to work as one. And so I think the key is is getting that uh, groove going at that line of scrimmage and executing eliminating the mental errors is going to be big in this game because Shikalimi does have a nice defense and the more we can control and the better we are at the line of scrimmage it's going to give guys like Joe Kahn a, a little bit more steam a little bit of a head start as he runs which he'd like to see he hasn't had much of that this year but he's been very cool and calm about it and then that'll give even more for that young quarterback and Danny Shock just more time to throw the ball and, and and here's a stat, you know, defensively, Seals has got to be Seals Grove. I mean, they're going up against an offense that has one touchdown this year. This, 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 so to put it in, in numbers for people, Seals Grove, or Chickalemi's offense has 420 total yards in three games and only one team. Freshman quarterback Danny Shock has 433 yards and three TDs. So Danny Shock alone is outdoing Chickalemi's offense. Now, I will say this, Chickalemi's played some good teams, but... They are struggling offensively. So I'm fully confident Seals Group's defense comes out tonight and takes care of business. So it's going to be on that offensive line. That's what it's going to come down to, Pat. Can the offensive line get gelled? Can they create some time and space for both Joe Kahn and Danny Schock? That's the keys of the game to me. Well, you talk about the Sikolumi Braves and a week ago lost to Loyal Sock 35-0. When you break down the numbers, they only had eight first downs. Loyal Sock had 12. In the rushing department, Schick outrushed them 106 to 98. But here was the big difference in the passing department. Schick Lemmy just 30 yards. Connor Watkins for Loyal Sock Lancers, 264. So total offense, Schick Lemmy was only able to put up 136 total offense, while the Loyal Sock Lancers, 362. Both had a fumble in that game. And penalty-wise, both had six penalties apiece. And that's a big part of it. Last week as well, Weir, Duncan Weir, quarterback, was just 4 for 10 for 30 yards. Lowell Sox quarterback, Connor Watkins, 14 for 17, 264 yards and four touchdowns. Both these teams are trying to bounce back from scoreless quarters. Shikalimi, 11 straight quarters without scoring. Seals Grove up to five as the Seals Grove Seals take the field here on Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Now looking at the numbers for the Chick or excuse me, the Seals Grove Seals again last week was a tough one. We know they lost 48 nothing. They had 10 first downs, nine of those coming in the second half. They had uh, gave up 14 first downs to the Southern Columbia Tigers. Southern Columbia rushed for 348 yards. Seals Grove, as you talked about, Ryan Joe Con has not been able to find a lot of room. Just 54 yards total rushing a week ago through the air, 77 yards. And the Southern Columbia Tigers, 90. So total offense a week ago. Seals Grove, just 131. And the Southern Columbia Tigers, 438. So, again, both coaches have talked about it. Kevin Hurt talked about it when we entered. This is game one in a lot of their season and, and for their perspective. 
Forget about what's happened. Don't let what's happened define what you're going to do it. But I like to say, refine it. And what a great way for both these teams to be able to do it here tonight in this rivalry game. Yeah, both teams are trying to refine after, well, I let me after three weeks, Seals Group after one week. You know, at least Seals Group does have something there in that Jersey Shore game that they can build off of and grab something from. Shigalimi has yet to have that moment pretty much been handled in every game they've had. So both teams, this is the defining game. That's why I said I, I call this like a must win. I mean, it's crazy to say week four, but I think it is huge when it comes down to what the district layout's going to be at the end of the year in this game. And it's going to be a confidence booster. Really, you know, you lose this game, you're shick, you're 0-4. It's not looking good. Seals Grove, you lose this game, you're 1-3 going into Berwick. And Berwick is nasty. That is going to be a tough game. So I think for both teams, this is not the season. But, boy, does it paint a different way or a different picture and, 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 and give you a different path for your district playoff scenario. Look at it. Captain's getting ready to take the field. Look down. You see Seals Grove captains, Blaze Zider, Ben Swineford, and Joe Kahn. And they're going to be escorted out by military personnel. We appreciate their service as the Shikalimi Braves have taken the field as well. We'll take a break, come back. we got starting lineups to talk about. And, boy, it's game-time decision for so many of these guys, and it's only week four. We heard from Kevin talking about Coach Tilford, game-time decision on some of his guys, and also Coach Hicks talked about for his personnel as well. We'll talk about that more as we continue with Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Don't go back to school without the one supply that'll keep your coursework moving. Service Electric Cablevision High Speed Internet. SECV Internet always makes the grade with unrivaled speed and reliability. It's the perfect Wi-Fi solution for the whole family to share, no matter how many devices you connect. Simultaneously search, stream, download, and gain instant access to everything you need to get ahead and complete your assignments. Plus, bundle SECV Internet with TV and phone and save. Learn faster. Surf smarter. Visit secv.com internet today. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Seals Game Day here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, captains are meeting at midfield. Let's take a look at this season for both teams and what they have going on throughout the rest of the year. Again, Seals Grove lost to Lewisburg, beat Jersey Shore here at home 31-10 before last week's loss to the Southern Columbia Tigers. After tonight's game against Schick, they have the Berwick Bulldogs at Loyal Sock. 
Then they're home against the Shemokin Indians. They travel for back-to-back road games, Central Mountain and Danville. And then the Seals Grove Seals will finish up home against Montoursville. Seals Grove has scored 53 points at 17.6 points per game. They've given up 90. That's 30 points per game. For the Shikolimi Braves, they lost to Danville 41-7. Central Columbia 20-0. Loyal Sock a week ago 35-0. After tonight, they're home against Jersey Shore and Central Mountain before traveling to Lewisburg. Home against the Tigers of Southern Columbia. Then they're at Shemokin and at Milton are the Shikolimi Braves. Well, that wraps up Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street. All replies in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. Just about to strike top of the hour under a 77-degree night. Looks like the rain's going to hold off, and the fans are appreciative of that. All our thoughts and prayers to all those being affected by the hurricanes. But here in Seals Grove, looking pretty good for Friday night. Football game between the Seals and the Shikolimi Braves. Shikolimi will get the opening kickoff. Rule will tee it up to kick this one away. Ryan Boyer, a lot's going on here tonight. Excited about get this one underway. You got a blackout here on the Seals Grove side. You got a whiteout in the student section on the Shikolimi side. Both schools know excitement of this. Administrators, teachers, students, they all know the excitement of the Seals Grove Shik game. And we are underway. Line drive kick by Rule. It'll bounce past Herring. Excuse me, that's Nettles into the end zone. It'll be a touchback. Chiglimia will take over first down. It's handed to Tony own 20-yard line. Looking out and seeing who the quarterback's going to be. It was a question mark coming in. I've uh, hit down as being Duncan Weir, the sophomore. In the background, Mercado and Bingaman, and also Minier. Castillo, Lyles, Fain, Oaks, Fitzgerald, Nace, and Kemberling across the offensive line, averaging 6'1", 268 pounds is the offensive line for the Shikolimi Braves. They have one senior, one junior, and two sophomores across that offensive line as well for Coach Todd Tilford and the Shikolimi Braves. For Sealens Grove, up front defensively, Ziders, Gavin Carroll, and Thomas Everett. Linebackers, Kahn, Schoen, Schaefer, Showers, Bastion, the defensive backs, Swineford, Hollenbeck, and Teague Hoover, the safety. First down and 10 for the Braves. This Mercado getting the call. Trying to go off the left side. Nothing there. Gets blown up at the line of scrimmage. Schaefer involved and stopped there. Nice job coming up. And actually, see number nine, at quarterback. And that's Balestrini. He's just a sophomore, 5'9", 155 pounds. So there's one changeup that Coach Todd Tilford's trying to make to get this offense going. Actually, Zider's first guy to the ball there. Good wrap up. Uh, grabbed him and picked him up, and I believe Schoen came in and helped finish it off. So good start there for Ziders there from his defensive end position. Ziders, 13 tackles in the season, a tackle for loss, and a sack. This one goes straight up the middle. It's going to be short of the 25-yard line for the Shikolami Braves. That's Durr on the carry. So it's going to be a third down and a long five, short, shik, short six for the Shikolami Braves. Just underway, no score between the Seals and the Braves. And Pat, number 65 in on the tackle there. I don't have Schaefer. an update. Okay, so that's, that's I don't have the update. Yep. That was a, it's second tackle of the game for Schaefer. Schaefer lines up at that linebacker position on the left side along with Khan. Third down for Shikalimi. Rolling to the right is Balestrini. Going to get rid of it. Looking for a man out there. Incomplete. Falls well out of bounds. Defended well there by Hollenbach. 
forces a fourth down in a punting situation for the Shikalimi Braves. That pass at that time intended for number five, Castillo. Yeah, not something the Schick has been strong at this year, passing the ball. So anytime you can get them in a passing situation, they're not going at their strengths. Uh, just over 100 yards in three games passing. So they have not found much success in that aspect. Dropping back will be Schoen and Kahn standing at their own 45-yard line. Stop over the punter's head. Bouncing around at the four-yard line. Trying to maneuver his way around. Will punt it away. And it's going to bounce at the 30. Schoen's going to pick it up there. He's at the 30. 25-20. Upended as he trips and gets all the way to the 15-yard line. For Nate Schoen and the Sealers Grove Seals. What a play. I mean, presence of mind by the punter to pick up the ball, make a move, get himself some spacing, got off a decent punt under a lot of pressure, and then give Schoen some head up coming through. Nice, easy grab off the bounce. And it was a beautiful tackle there just to get Schoen's leg as he tried to make a hurl move. Tripped him up enough to save a touchdown on a punt return. So a lot going on in that play. Most of it in the favor of Sealers Grove. Gittens is the punter for the Braves, and as you said, did everything you could to get rid of that one. Great field position to start things here for the Seals. Their first offensive possession. Shock looking out. Got Khan wide open at the 12. Makes a move, gets to the 10 before he's swallowed up by white jerseys right at the 10-yard line. So a pickup of eight will be a second down and two. Looking offensively for the Seals Grove Seals, Danny Shock at quarterback. Khan and Schoen in the backfield. Receivers Swineford and four. Up front, Zeiters, Thomas, Showers, Bainey, and Bentford. The tight end is Metzger. Be a second down play here for the Seals. Two wide receivers split to the left. Kahn far to the left in the slot is Swineford. Shock making calls, waiting for the snap from Zeiters. Gets the snap. Give it to Schoen. Trying to bounce it outside. Now reverses the field to the right. And it's going to be met by White Shirt, still fighting, but he's going to be stopped for a loss on the play things kind of broke up right from the beginning there and good job by that chicken defense up front stayed disciplined and took down Schoen on the loss yeah loss of at least three maybe four there on the run Schoen tried to make something happen reverse field I think what he did was smart just go straight hit and try and minimize the loss give Shiklimi credit they had guys all over the place Herring, Munoz, Durr and Fane up front for the chicken defense Third down play here. We're going to third down and about seven. Shock drops back. Getting some pressure. Gets rid of slant. Got Christian Kant. Hit it out of his hands. Incomplete. Wow. Oh, Christian Kant would love to have that one back. I feel like he almost caught it and took a step and then dropped it. Looked like he secured it. You got to follow that one all the way through. Man, beautiful pass. Good route. Should have been an easy touchdown for Seals Grove, but hey, that's that's the Seals Grove Shikalimi uh, rivalry right there. That's that style of game. Crazy things happen in these games. Christian Kanth would love to have that one back. Which a rule will come out and attempt the field goal. It has one on the season from 33 yards. This one will be placed down and make it a 32-yard attempt for the sophomore rule. Off the four hold, hits the turf. Four picks it up, starts running around, and he's going to be slammed to the turf. That's Herring on the stop. The ball was snapped back, hit the turf, and unable to come up with four, try to take off with it, and it's tackled immediately. So Shikalimi able to dodge a bullet there 
They'll take over first down and 10 from their own 22-yard line. Well, both offenses ugly, both special teams ugly, so waiting for something pretty to happen here. I hope it's not anything with Shigalimi's offense. Maybe it'll be the defense here. La, la, field position basically back to the beginning of the game. We can treat it like opening kickoff. So a turnover on downs is what that's going to be called there. Back to the Shiklemi Braves. First down and 10. Schaefer showing blitz. Lucas Tilfer goes in motion. Duncan Weir gets annihilated by Everett Thomas in the backfield. Loss on the play. So Duncan Weir comes in to play quarterback, and he's wishing he did. Yeah, Everett Thomas is uh, finding himself in the sack category after that play. And I'm going to put an exclamation point because that was a big hit. Drove him to the ground, making a statement. And, boy, against a, a Shigalami offense that just struggles and you lose yards on first down, that is just a tough situation for them. As Thomas gets his first sack of the season, able to come through almost uncontested on the play. Big loss on the play. It'll be a second down and about 16 for the Braves. Lucas Tilfer going in motion. We got a stoppage in play here. Gives a chance to... Look at the Sealens Grove defense again. Up front, Blaze Eider, 13 tackles coming in tonight with a tackle for loss and a sack. Every time she talked about, came in with 10 tackles. Now add a sack to his credit. Joe Kahn leading the way with 18 tackles on the season. He has a tackle for loss, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery to his credit. The senior linebacker for the Sealens Grove Seals. Micaiah Showers back in the lineup after a week off. I'm going to see if he's out there right now. He is not. I do see number 60 out there for the Sealens Grove Seals. And that is Elijah Easton. This time they go off the right side. Not much there. We talked about this offense, Ryan, and they have struggled. That's why Kevin Hurd, during our interview with him, talked about what a boost it would be if they were able to score first. And right now it's not happening. No, no, no. The defense is all over. And that time, you know, you're not going to get anything in the stat column. But number 65 for the Seals blowing up the lead block which allowed elijah easton to come in and make the tackle it was just unselfish play there by the defense that's the kind of things that equal success love to see it third down and 17 no score 7 17 to go in the opening quarter lucas tilfer going in motion from left to right that's where duncan weir's looking now he goes over the middle looking for bingaman short of his target falls incomplete well defended out there so it's a fourth down and a punting situation for the Braves. And the Seals blitz from the far side, the right side. A lot of pressure. Schoen came in with Ziders, and that's where Shiklimi wanted to go to. That's a tough pass, though, when you're pushing a quarterback to his left and have to, or to his right and have to throw back on his left. Seals group making the right defensive call at that time, and it's going to force a punt just outside the end zone. Last punt went over Gittin's head and he was able to just get rid of it. This is a good snap this time. Gets it away, end over end kick. It's gonna bounce at the 39 yard line and stop right there. And it's gonna be touched down by the Shikalemi Braves at the 39 yard line in Brave territory. Seals Grove will take over first down and 10. Seals Grove has started both offensive possession in Shikalemi territory and they'll do it here. 6.58 to go here in the first quarter, no score. And I just wanna make a correction here. Showers is actually wearing number 60 tonight. They so stop doing that. Yeah, they got to stop switching these numbers on us, or they got to just start keep giving us the sheets. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> so not Elijah Easton. It is Mackay Showers wearing number 60, was wearing 54. Schaefer had 12. He switched to 65. So we'll get them all right for you. First down and 10 for the Seals at the 40-yard line in Brave Territory. Shot gives it to Khan. 
Condon to the secondary. Breaks off a tackle inside the 30. Down to the 26, 27-yard line. They'll mark it. So quick burst by Joe Kahn and a big first down for the Seals. And you love seeing that. You want Joe Kahn to get a feeling of... Uh, being able to turn those legs and run with the power running style that he has. That time he found a crease, hit it hard, drug a couple guys, and a huge gain for him. First down and 10 at the Shikalimi 27-yard line. No score. First quarter between the Seals and the Braves. Shock's going to give it to Conn again. Spins out of a tackle. Trying to make a move underneath the defender. Gets rid of another defender before he's grabbed by multiple white shirts and finally finished off. We don't pick up maybe a yard on the run. So it'll be a second down and nine for the Seals. Ah, one outside block away, and I think Khan might be going to the house. But give credit to the cornerback to shed the block, force Khan back in, and allowing Shigalami defenders to get in pursuit. Khan did maybe pick up a couple inches there. They're still going to call it second and ten, but, hey, he turned what could have been a loss into a positive. Good tough run there by the leader, Joe Khan. So second down and 10. Brett Ford split far to left. Nylon was a game-time decision. He's in the slot on the left. That's where Shock's looking. Looking some pressure. It's going to be swallowed up. Munoz in on the sack that time for the Shikolami Braves on the freshman quarterback. Unable to find anything on that drop back. Well, Danny Shock stepped into the pocket nice there, but as soon as he got in that pocket, you can see he was uncomfortable. He tucked it right away. I'm not quite sure what his reads were there. But it was a quick tuck, and he was looking to go. Maybe just give a little bit more time and see what opens up downfield. But, hey, it's a big game. This is Shikolimi Seals Group, his first one, as he is a freshman. Third down and 16 for the Seals at the Shikolimi 33-yard line. Shock looking for the deep out to Swiper. Makes the catch at the 5. And it'll be tackled at the 5-yard line. Swiper making the big catch. You know, it is a beautiful throw. And it was flag on the play. No, it's not. Let's pretend there wasn't. That was a beautiful throw and put on the money and a very small window. Coverage was good, but give credit both quarterback and Swineford receiver there. False start. I think that's a false call. (laughs) I wish it was. (laughs) It was a beautiful catch, but it's going to be negated, brought back. After that would have been at the five-yard line, and, boy, Seals Grove would have been in Great position there, but the penalty will bring it back all the way to the 38-yard line, and now it's going to be a third down and, say, about 21. Five minutes to go in the opening quarter, no score between the Seals and the Braves. The Braves showing blitz. Their four-man front. They come out of it. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Now under some pressure, throws the screen to Khan. Man out in front of him, blocking. Gets a good block at the 30. Khan able to go underneath him. Would-be tackler close to the 25-yard line. So get back to the original line of scrimmage. I think you go for it. I mean, you're not punting here 42 yards after you just had a pretty bad snap on the last one. It's a pretty long kick. I would imagine pretty close to a Seals Grove field goal record, Zach. Stack guy, I'm putting you, do you know? It's over 40, 45 maybe? Yeah, so, I mean, it's pushing a Seals Grove record for a field goal. And they're not going to do it. They are going to go for it. Yeah, Dawson Klinger kicked a 46-yard. 46. is the record, but they are going to go for it here. Shock drops back. Under some pressure. Doesn't see the man coming. That's Nettles getting to him and takes him down at the 35-yard line. Ryan, we talked about this defense, and they're showing up big. Now the matter of can their Chickalimi offense put something together to keep the defense off the field, but 
Chickalimby defense came up big on two possessions when Seals Grove looked like they were threatening. Yeah, and a sophomore there in Nettles coming through has nine tackles on the season, one tackle for a loss. There's his first sack of the year. Good athlete, runs in there quick and gets a sure tackle from the blind side. And Nettles making his uh, name known here early on in this uh, Seals Grove Chickalimby rivalry game. So turns the ball over on downs again. Thanks to that Chickalimby defense, they quickly get up to the line of scrimmage. A tight formation on this first down at 10. They give it to the up man. That's Mercado showing his strength. Still going. Breaks away from the pile, but it's Ziders who stays with the play. But it's a first down pickup, and the Braves move it into Seals Grove territory all the way to the 45-yard line. Well, and here's the thing. Yeah, you got a young man there in Teague Hoover at the safety. He came flying in. Not a huge guy, but he came in and hit hard. But what he didn't do, he didn't wrap up. He bounced off, and uh, they picked up big yards after it. A couple other guys with Teague in there just not wrapping up. Got to get in there, wrap up, bring the guy down. Zyder, senior leadership there, came in and finished it off, though. And he's in it on again. Schick runs, and Ziders takes it low. Two tackles in a row for Ziders. On a good, strong runner, Mercado. Short stature, but strong. He's going to pick up about two. It'll be a second down and eight at the Sealens Grove 43-yard line. 3.35 to go in the opening quarter. No score between the Seals and the Braves. It's first time. This is Duncan Weir has been able to take his Chickalemi offense into Sealens Grove territory. He's going to quickly get up to the line of scrimmage. He's going to split two guys. One guy goes far to the left for the Chickalemi Braves. That is Castillo. But the handoff's going to go to the deep man. Tries to get to the outside, but that's Bastion on the tackle. There's going to be a loss of one on the play. Good play by the linebacker, the sophomore for the Seals. I'll tell you what, when you watch film this week, look for about the three-minute mark and watch play siders on that play. I wanted to watch him there real close after two tackles in a row. He literally was grabbed around the waist and pulled backwards and tackled on that play. I do not know how that was missed by the officials. But they got away with it, and because of it, they picked up a yard. <laughs> Third down and long. Tight formation for the Braves. Weir turns, gives it to the up man. Nothing there. Tackled immediately. Maybe a yard pickup, and that's going to be it. And who was it? Who was it with the tackle? Well, let me guess. Ziders. Ziders. I mean, he is in on everything right that now. And he was blocked well there, believe it or not. A lot of, lot of hands up inside his shoulder pads there, but showing strength. Just got his arms out and was able to hang on. Blaze Ziders having a heck of a football game right now. And that was dirt on the carry. Nothing there, as you said, Ryan. So it forces a punting situation for the Braves as Gittins will drop back and punt this one away. Schoen and Kahn standing at about their 20-yard line waiting for the punt. It's a good snap. The punt's away. An end over end. High punt will be taken by Kahn at the 11. Looking for a block. Reverses at field. Runs into a wall. And he's going to go down. Give him a four of momentum maybe to the 10-yard line, and that's going to be it. So Seals Grove, worst possession of the night so far, as they'll start at their own 10-yard line, first down at 10. No score here in the first quarter, late in the first quarter, between the Braves and the Seals. I just feel like Seals Grove a little bit with the ball in their hands is just trying to make every play the big play, trying to get all those extra yards by cutting back and spinning. Right now, just take it to Schick. Take it to him hard. Hit them hard and just keep getting that extra yard or two. You don't need to get six, seven yards on every play, or you don't need the 30-yard, 40-yard big play every play. Wear them down. They don't have the depth. A lot of guys going back and forth for Schick. 
I'd just like to see more of that hard-nosed football style early on in this game. There was a penalty on that run back, so half the distance to the goal. Seals Grove starting at their own five-yard line. No score here late in the first quarter. Shot gets the handoff to Khan. Nothing there. Maybe to the six-yard line. So a, a yard pickup by the senior running back for the Seals. Looks like a second down and a long nine as four comes into the game. Out is Nate Schoen. Swineford and Nyland to the left. Two wide receivers split to the right for Shock in the shotgun formation. In the backfield with him is Khan. One ten to go here in the opening quarter. No score. Khan's going to get the call between the tackles. Gets to the 10-yard line. Stretches it to the 11. Much more manageable third down play here for the Seals. Yeah, to get a little bit away from the end zone. Third down now and five. Got a lot you can do. You can go pass. You can go run here. We'll see what Seals Grove and Coach Pope goes with. See what they do with this freshman quarterback here in a tie ball game at 0-0 with just 40 seconds to go in the opening quarter. Shotgun formation. Drops back. Gets rid of it. It's got a man. Making the catch is Metzger. Trying to get rid of the tackle and stretch it. He's not going to be able to. It's going to come up short of the 15-yard line, so short of a first down. And it'll be a fourth down and a punting situation for the Seals. I'm not quite sure of that play. I've got a funny feeling maybe the wrong route ran there. I mean, you know you need to get a first down. You know where the marker is. Everything was run about two yards underneath unless they were just hoping that one tackle would be broken, pick up the first down. But... If that's the case, Shiglimi did their job, a sure tackle on Metzger, keeping him from stretching it to the first down marker. Well, with a play, that'll end the first quarter. We're all locked up here. Sealands Grove 0, Shiglimi 0. This is Sealands Grove football presented by Sealands Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shamoka Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Grove Area High School. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt. We're moving into the second quarter. Ryan, we didn't get a chance to talk about a candidate for our Shimoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. That usually happens when the game is 0-0, and that's where we stand moving into the second quarter. But we'll look for candidates for the Shimoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And during our postgame show, we will announce what play was the Shimoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Locked up at 0-0 as Metzger will punt this one away. Metzger on the season averaging just under 32 yards a punt. Looking to get all of it here. Good line drive kick. Return man takes it at the 45. Trying to get to the right hash. Not going to be able to. It'll be tackled there. But Chickalimi, good field position at the Sealands Grove 41-yard line to start their offensive possession here. First quarter numbers, each team with one first down. Seals Grove 13 yards, Shikalimi 23 yards. So not a good showing by the offense in that first quarter or better credit to the, both these teams' defense. 
So Shigalimi will get their first offensive possession here of the second quarter, and they do it with great field position in Seals Grove territory at the 41-yard line. One wide receiver splits far to the left. Castillo showing blitz to the Seals. Fumbled snap on the turf, jumping on top of it was Weir. It's going to be a loss of two on the play, so a second down and eight for the Shikolimi Braves. Nate Schoen showing blitz there, came up hard, almost jumped into the into the offensive line of Shig, but he showed strength there and kept his balance and got back. Shikolimi hikes it and dropped it immediately. They're just fortunate enough that they were able to jump back on the ball. And good job up front for that defense. Make sure they are around it. Forcing the second down and long. Another fumble snap and whistle's going to blow before we get going here. So the officials will get a chance to talk this one out. Hey, tonight after the game, you're going to have scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. So that's going to be a penalty against the Shigalimi Braves to walk the ball outside the 45 all the way to the 48-yard line. So now it's going to be a second down and 17. 11.09 to go here in the first half. No score between the Seals and the Braves. Yeah, just not a good showing right now by either team offensively. Doing almost a better job of going backwards with penalties and sacks. Stilio splits far to the left, and we got a whistle before we get started again on this play here. So the official will get a chance to delay of game. So after the penalty, Shikalimi has a five-yard penalty walk-off. Now it's going to put them back in their own territory close to the 47-yard line. That's a real bad penalty because you're getting a delay of game coming out of a penalty where you had extra time to huddle up and get your stuff in. So right now, I mean, a little bit of uh, focus issues on the Shikalimi uh, sideline and field. Sending a man in motion from right to left is Weir. Gives it to Mercado. A flag on the play as Mercado is able to jump a defender, but then grabbed and taken down. And the official is going to blow this one as a holding, and that's going to go against the Shikalemi Braves. I believe it was Ziders got through there. I think he got held low. He did, he did still try and die. That's the guy that got hurt on, I'm pretty sure. But right away, flag came out. Hey, man, Shikalemi's just... They're, they're looking at second and another area code. As they started this possession in Seals Grove territory after the punt by Metzger, it looked like they were in business, but things have gone in reverse for the Shikalemi Braves. Now it's about this defense coming up. Can they come up with a big play as Shikalemi has to get all the way to the Seals Grove 31-yard line for a first down? They have it at their own 34-yard line. Handoff goes to Mercado. In the backfield, hit able to drive to get to the 36-yard line. Everett Thomas involved in the stop there along with his fellow blue shirts, but not much there by Mercado with a third down and long. And it's so long, I'm not even sure Shikalimi could punt a first down right now. It might not even be a bad idea to punt here and catch Seals Grove off guard because your field position situation right now is very bad for Shik. They get the double safety look with Tegan Hoover and Joe Kahn. Man goes in motion from right to left for the Braves. Weir turns, gives it to the deep man. And not much there. Quickly tackled Zyder, as you talked about him, having a huge night. He comes up with another stop there. On the carry was Durr, 
but nothing there. Punting situation for the Braves. Solo tackle for Ziders. Great play. His seventh tackle of the night, and he's definitely uh, caused some issues with his pressure as well. So he's having a huge game here. Huge game. Make sure you check out our Facebook page. Seals grow seals on Eagle 107. All seals all the time. We have Trivia Tuesday, Throwback Thursday. As we get a legal substitution against the Braves, so we're going to walk them back even wow. more here. That's the fourth penalty in this possession. Of this possession. That, that's... So Joe Kahn and Schoen will move up to their own 42-yard line, waiting for the punt by the Braves. Seals Grove now looking to reverse the field position here, see if they can get a good return. Snaps a little high, but Gittens has it. Gets it away. A good punt. Driving Kahn all the way back to his own 25-yard line. Makes the Otis shoulder catch. Trying to run between the hashes. Still going. Trying to get to the sideline. There's going to be a flag on the play as Kahn's to the 40, 45, and finally knocked out of bounds. Two flags on the play as Joe Kahn had reversed his field. Went from left to right. There's also a man down on the field. So, Sean, we have a lot to clean up and clear up here. So why don't we take this opportunity to send it back to you for our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. You got it, guys. Thanks very much. Currently on 100.9, the Valley Lewisburg is running away over Milton. 21 to nothing. Phil Davis uh, finally in at quarterback tonight for the Black Panthers. First quarter scores, Bloomsburg 7, Loyal Sock nothing. A development in that game, Loyal Sock quarterback Connor Watkins has been out from at least three possessions. They are looking at his shoulder. No report if that's uh, uh, his throwing shoulder. Southern Columbia leading Shimokin 13 nothing in the first. 71-yard touchdown reception by Julian Fleming. Also in the first, you've got Montoursville leading 7-0 over Warrior Run. Juniad and Line Mountain are tied 7-7. Central Columbia and Hughesville, they're even 7-7. Danville up 7-3 over Hughesville in the first. And Mount Carmel up 14-0 over Jersey Shore in the first. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. As the injured player for the Shikolimi Braves gets to his feet, walking off with the medical staff, hoping... The Brave can bounce back and get back in the game as the Seals Grove Seals, after the penalty, will start from their own 17-yard line. No score, 8.38 to go in the opening half. Both teams looking to bounce back with a win here in this big rivalry game. Shikalemi trying to get the first win of the season as Seals Grove looking to bounce back after a loss a week ago to the Southern Columbia Tigers. Offensively, they come out with two wide receivers split to the left, one to the right. That's Nyland to the right. Shock looking to the left. Gets it out there for Khan. Looking for the block from Schoen. Gets it. Spins out of a tackle to the 30, 35, up the left sideline. Trying to make another move. Not going to be able to. Will be stopped on the far side by Ritz. And no flags. Play. No flags. <laughs> so we got a good play with no flags. And it was set up. Nice pass in the backfield there to Khan. And Nate Schoen comes over and lays a big block. That frees up Khan. And Khan goes for the first down. And Seals Grove moving the ball. 30-yard pickup by Khan on the catch. Setting up what you said. The first down as Seals Grove has it at their own 47-yard line. Shotgun formation. Handoff goes to Khan. Well, that's the Schoen. Showed it to the secondary. Up the left sideline. Upended right around the first down marker. 
because he made a good move after getting about two yards, able to pop it out to the left. It is going to have enough for a Seals Grove first down at the 43-yard line in brave territory. And that's a nice combo. When you're able to get Connor out of the backfield, have him run hard a couple times, and then, you know, in, the, in this case, they threw to him, and then you're able to just answer with the big bruising back and shown it's a tough combo for defenses to have to, fa- to face, and it'll wear you down. Seeing number 68 out there for the Seals Grove Seals. Trey Bainey getting a good opportunity, bounce back from an injury in that Lewisburg game, playing that right tackle position. This is going to go to Schoen again. Makes a move to the backfield, up the left sideline. Gets a huge block to the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Nate Schoen with a big touchdown run, just like he did in week one against Lewisburg, getting the first score of the game. And you got to give credit to the quarterback there, Danny Schock, laying a big block leading the way for Schoen. Danny Schock, you do it with your arm, and now you're doing it with a block and giving Nate Schoen a path, and Schoen's showing some good speed for the big man. As Schoen gets his third rushing touchdown of the season for the Seals, and as you said, getting a great block, leading the way up the left sideline for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals as Rule will attempt the extra point here off the Brett for hole. Good snap. Holds good, kick, plenty of distance, up and good. So the Seals Grove Seals get on the board first as Nate Schoen gets his third touchdown of the season, completing a three-play drive, covering 83 yards, taking a minute and five seconds. 43-yard run for Schoen. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. We saw Schoen in the game one of this year at a 59-yard touchdown run against Lewisburg. In that game, too, he, once he got out into the secondary, he shows that speed, and, boy, he goes straight and oh, yeah. shows the speed. Yeah, he, he's, he's a big boy running hard. That one that one looked really fast. I'm just so impressed with uh, Danny Shock on that play, too, because the handoff was to Schoen. He steps to the near side, his right. And Danny Schock goes away and starts around the corner as the lead block, and Schoen comes back, actually makes the guy miss in the backfield, which is huge, and then he follows Danny Schock, and Danny Schock laid a big hit, a big enough hit where the Schickling player did not get up right away, needed a little help off the field. That's a freshman quarterback laying a block like that. Very exciting play for Seals Group Seals to, to put the first points on the board tonight. And that's huge against a team that has not scored but seven points all season. They've been shut out now 12 straight quarters have the Chickalemi Braves. But now they'll try to answer the touchdown by the Seals Grove Seals. Return man at the 20, 25. Nettles is going to be stopped as he crosses the 30-yard line, gets to the 32-yard line. And that's Ryan Omit on the special team stop for the Seals Grove Seals. So Shikalimi will take over first, down and 10. Decent field position as they cross the 30-yard line out to the 32-yard line. Again, if you're just joining us, Nate Schoen got on the board just moments ago. The only scoring so far, Seals Grove leading 7-0 with 7.28 to go here in the first half. Shikalimi pops out of the huddle, send one wide receiver to the right, two backs in the backfield. We are under center. Turns, fakes it to the deep man, roll it to the right. Get rid of it. He's got a man. That's Bingaman making the catch, and it's going to be stopped by Hollenbach right at the first down marker at the 43-yard line. Looks like it's going to be marked down short, about one yard short. Good job by Dean Hollenbach on the tackle on Bingaman's catch. Quick snap time. Weir gives it to the deep man. 
And he's got to have a first down and more. Crosses into Seals Grove territory to the 49-yard line. That time the carry by Luciano. And he's able to pick up a first down at the Seals Grove 49-yard line. Good gang tackling there, though, by Seals Grove. Guy does get past the line of scrimmage. Starts to look like he's getting some momentum. And three Seals Grove Seals come in and finish him off. I love to see when guys are flying to the ball, playing that downhill style of defense. Shikolami trying to answer the Seals Grove touchdown. They trail 7-0 with 6.57 to go in the first half. Off the right side is Mercado driving, dragging defenders. Thomas, one of the first guys in there. But, boy, the strength Mercado able to pull away from him before... A bunch of blue shirts jumped on top of him. Ryan, I'm going to give credit to Ziders involved in that stop there. Yeah. Right? Yep. A bunch of guys in Ziders. I believe also, well, you said Everett Thomas there. And 51 for Seals Grove also in there. Amit. So nice gang tackling there for the Seals Grove Seals. Sets up a second down and Schick, six for the Shikalimi Braves at the Seals Grove 45 yard line. We are under center. Takes the snap. Fakes it to his D man. Under pressure. Two guys. Ball's not free. Jumping on top of it is Joe Kahn. 77 for the Seals. Coming through, Gavin Carroll getting what was going to be the sack, but instead he forces a fumble. Joe Kahn all over it. I'm a stack guy. I'm giving him the sack and the forced fumble. And uh, Joe Kahn with the fumble recovery. But Gavin Carroll, number 77, came through, made a nice hit, swung the arm in, punched the ball free. And Joe Kahn, just always aware of his surroundings, found that ball quick and got on it for a second fumble recovery of the season for the senior joe khan one of just six seniors on this team and boy seniors coming up big here tonight when you think of what blaze zider has been able to do joe khan on that one and as you mentioned uh, you know coming in here being heads up to jump on top of that one so seals grove takes over first down and 10 they'll have it at their own 42 yard line so ryan kind of just you know, reevaluating what happened here. Remember in that first quarter, both teams struggling. Seals Grove had an opportunity early, had great field position deep in Chickalimi territory. They ended up stopped on downs after a a missed snap. Brett Ford did everything he could, picked it up, tried to run for the first down, unable to, turned the ball over on downs. And then Seals Grove had a great opportunity. Swineford had a catch at the five-yard line, was negated by a penalty, had to come back. So Seals Grove's had their opportunities. And right now, they just lead 7 nothing, but they get another one here on the big play by Kahn and by Carroll. And really what it's been is, is offensively to start, it was a little rough. Seals goes first two possessions. They had four plays of negative yards and nine of the and nine total plays. And also the big drop in the end zone, you know, a little deflating. So just a little struggling. They did come out in their third possession, didn't get much going, had to punt after just three uh, plays. But they did come out and finally get the TED in their next and fourth possession of the game with the shown 42-yard touchdown run. And here they are sitting pretty, an opportunity to maybe put up a second touchdown in this second quarter and put them up two possessions. I see Maul on the field on that offensive line for the Seals as Metzger goes in motion from left to right. Shock looking that way. Now he's going to take off. The pocket closed quickly. Spence Weinford wide open down the middle of the field. Shock just couldn't find him. Sidelines were covered. Had an underneath route that was covered. But Ben Swineford going down the hash wide open. He puts his hands on his head after he sees Danny go down at the sack. Just a little bit more time. I think Danny could have got through his progressions and found Swineford for probably a touchdown. Bingaman on the stop for the Braves. So now it's second down and 14. 540 to go in the first half. 
7-0 lead for the Seals. Khan goes in motion. He's going to get the handoff. Try to, and he fumbles the ball. Herring looks like he's going to jump on top of it, but there is a scramble. Another blue shirt came running in for the Seals. Let's see who ends up with it. This is a huge play here late in the first half. Seals Grove recovered it. Wow, Nate Schoen, big play there because it looked like the Shigalimi guy had it. Schoen dove in there hard. That was one of those things where you, you don't know what's going on in the bottom of that pile, but I'll tell you what's going on. Nate Schoen won. <laughs> was he wrestling for the yeah, ball? Yeah, listen, he's a pretty good wrestler. And if, that, <laughs> if that was the battle, he's going to win that every time. Well, huge play to get that one. As you said, it looked apparent that the white shirt was all over it. Nate Schoen able to keep the possession with the Seals, but they are forced in a third down and 17. Trips to the right. Shock drops back. Got some time. Over the middle for Metzger. Making one-handed catch. Down to the left sideline at the 30. Being hit at the 25 and knocked out of bounds. Huge play by the tight end Metzger. Big first down for the Seals. You know, it was an amazing one-handed catch. It was also a great pass. Danny Shock had to throw it over top of the linebacker's reach, and he put it right over top of his hand and hit Metzger. Metzger, one hand in that, buddy, bringing it in. It's a big catch, big pass. Seals Grove on third and 17 turns it into much, much more. 4.59 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove threatening again. They lead 7-0. Kant and Nyland to the right. Swineford to the left. Handoff's going to go to Khan. Nothing there. Swallowed up quickly as there's a wrestle for the ball, but Khan's not going to let that one get away. Durr on the stop for the Braves. A loss of about two. It's going to be a second down and long for the Seals. Shock gets the call from the sidelines, comes back to the huddle, is going to send Swineford far to the right, Christian Kantz and Nyland to the left. Nyland was a question mark coming into tonight. Trinity's going to play offense at this point, and he's in the slot on the left. Two backs in the backfield along with quarterback Shock. Shock fumbles the snap, picks it up, though. Looking for the screen to Nate Schoen, gets a block from Swineford, makes that man miss. He's at the 20, 15, 10, still going, 5. Runs into a defender at the two-yard line before he's knocked off his feet, bounces up, and he's going to give an ovation to his offense for setting that play up, and he gets the big run. First down for the Seals inside the five-yard line. And just a beautiful play call there by Pope, too. Great execution. Danny Schock picking up the ball and still executing the screen play. Schoen showing some tough running. Don't be surprised if Schoen leads here and Khan gets the ball. Notice when quarterback's going to keep it. Great push up front by Ziders and that offensive line. Did he get to the goal line and he did touchdown sealers grove seals but well, set up with some beautiful play calls and execution from this offense metzger with a one-handed catch from a tight end position setting up a good field position for nate Schoen then to take it down to the two-yard line and the freshman quarterback behind the offensive line getting a great push falls into the end zone seals group now up 13 nothing with 403 to go in the first half as danny shock gets his first career rushing touchdown of the season Rule will attempt the extra point here, trying to put Seals Grove up 14-0 with 4.03 to go here in the first half. Snaps good, holds good, kick is up. It's a line drive kick, but it got through the uprights, and it's good. Again, we're looking for candidates for the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. A candidate is that Nate Schoen run with the devastating block by the freshman quarterback to spark this drive for the Seals Grove Seals as they are now up 14-0 over the Shikalimi Braves. 
Beautiful drive by the Sealands Grove Seals. A six-play drive covering 53 yards, taking two minutes and 11 seconds. Shot two-yard touchdown run. Foul behind an impressive push by that offensive line. And that's all after the con fumble, re- or excuse me, the, yeah, the con fumble recovery. Sealands Grove goes up 14-0 as the extra point good by rule. That's the Sealands Grove forward drive summary. Yeah, and his is big here for Shigalimi. I mean, it's not necessarily you have to score in this drive, but it's one of those things where you don't want to give the ball back too quick and give it to Sealands Grove's offense right now that's rolling. You got to get if, if I'm Shigalimi, you got to get out here, pick up a first down or two, wear some of that clock, because if you give this ball back to Sealands Grove and they go down and score before halftime and go up 21, and you're an offense that hasn't scored then in 13 quarters and only have one touchdown all year, you have your backs against the wall. Deep man for the Braves at the 10, 20, up the right sideline before he's finally knocked out of bounds. That's Nettles up the right sideline, tiptoeing that sideline. Coverage man got to him enough to knock him out of bounds, but good field position for the Shikalemi Braves late in this first half with 3.58 to go. And again, Seals Grove leading 14-0 following Danny Shock's two-yard touchdown run for the Seals Grove Seals. So, They'll mark it at the 30-yard line for the Braves. Again, you talked about the Braves are dealing with, they haven't scored for 13 quarters. They came in, they haven't scored since the first quarter of the Mount Carmel game, game one of the 2018 season. Two backs in the backfield. Weir's going to throw under some pressure. Gets rid of a screen to Mercado. Great tackle. Good open field tackle by the defender for the Seals. And Joe Con. Joe Con. I mean, a beautiful tackle for a loss. He was all over that screen. Joe read it right away, reacted, and able to get a one-yard loss on that play. And was that Ryan Almond that was coming through and almost got Untouched. to weird yeah. and forced that quick throw. Con read it beautifully. Great job by this defense. One-yard loss. It'll be a second down in 11 for the Braves. Trailing 14-0. 3.28 to go in the opening half. Weir under center, takes the snap, gives it to Mercado, trying to go left, trying to bounce it to the outside, not going to be able to. Ziders in on the stop, nowhere going for Mercado, loss on the play, third down and long for the Braves. Yeah, Ziders all over that big hit, actually hit him, the kid bounced off, and then he came and ripped him down anyways. Also coming in Swineford to help out with that one. Ziders tonight, he's got nine tackles here in the first half. And uh, one tackle for a loss. He's having a huge first half for the Seals Grove defense, causing a lot of issues for the Shikalimi offense. He's the mainstay on the offense, leading away from his center position. And, boy, he's coming up big defensively as well for the Seals. Third down and long. We are rolling to his right. Under some pressure. Steps under defender, but going to go down. Micaiah Showers comes through wearing number 60. And it's a loss of four all the way back to the 25-yard line. So just that quickly, Ryan, you talked about it. Trying to get the ball back to the Seals Grove offense. The defense does what they need to do. They're looking for an opportunity, great field position. And and different number, same results. Micaiah Showers going in there and just making plays there. Good to have him back full throttle. And, boy, just pushing, shickling me back. Clock is running. Seals Grove's going to get this ball right about two minutes, maybe a little under two minutes. Late personnel coming in for the Braves. and Timeout in the field. Yeah, the play clock was at four, so a timeout's going to be taken here. That'll give an opportunity to check in other games going on around the Valley. So when we do that, we send it back to Sean Carey in the studio. Sean, take it away. All right, boys, thanks very much. On our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard on 100.9 The Valley, 
Lewisburg all over Milton, 35 to 7. That's in the second. Also, early second quarter, Bloomsburg shutting out Loyal Sock 14-0. Big development in that game. Lancers quarterback Connor Watkins has been injured. Looks like an apparent shoulder injury for the quarterback for Loyal Sock. Southern up 20 to nothing over the Shemokin Indians in the second. Already two touchdown catches by Julian Fleming. Second quarter, Montoursville shutting out Warrior Run, 7 to nothing. Juniata 14-7 over Line Mountain late first. Central Columbia pulling away from Hughesville 28-7 in the second. Danville leading Mifflinburg in the second, 14-3. Midwest looking for their second win ever, shutting out Shenandoah, 14-0 in the second, and Upper Dauphin, 8-7 lead over Newport in the second. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. The punt is away, but there's going to be a flag as Hoover hit the punter as he got it away, and a good punt it is. Question is, will that be a first down? Check about the penalties here on the high school level as it's running into the kicker personal foul. Through all that, what a good punt it was by Giddens. Again, sailed well over Khan's head, bounced and rolled. But an unfortunate penalty by the Seals Grove Seals. They're looking to get the ball back with the opportunity because it's going to be an automatic first down. That's tough. That's a big mistake there. You had a chance there. Seals will get the ball back plenty of time to just take this game over. 21-point lead in this game with the, the way that Shiglamy's offense has struggled. That, that's almost game over, even with a whole half to play. So big penalty there by the Seals, giving life to Shiglamy here. Not even just the opportunity to score, but just the opportunity to get out of the half. Looking to run at least some the last minute at 53 off the first half clock. Weir's going to roll to his right. Looking to throw back across the grain. Looking for a man out there. Never saw it coming. The intended pass for number 23, and that's for the Shikolimi Braves, and that is Luciano, but he never saw it. Well defended out there coming out of the backfield. That's good. Yeah, that's good uh, coverage. Video, I mean, video, or uh, see film during the week. Yeah, you Coy, knew that play. Coy Bastion stride for stride uh, inches from the receiver. There was just nothing. He, it was locked down. That, that was good. And he's playing the linebacker position. That's a linebacker in pass coverage. That just, that's a- absolutely a lockdown coverage from Coy Bastion. Second down and 10. Blitz coming. Off to the right goes Durr. He's going to cross the 43-yard line to the 44-yard line. But Chick looks like they're not going to be in any big hurry. Clock at 3.34 to go. You wonder about timeout. Seals Grove has two timeouts remaining. Do they attempt to use a timeout here? They do not. 1.20 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 14-0 over the Braves. I'm, a, I'm big on using your timeouts on defense because first downs can stop the clock for your offense. Surprise, Seals Grove didn't burn one there. Tight formation. Weird. Drops back. Rolling to the left. Quarterback keeper. Khan gets him. And also Micaiah Showers comes up. Shown celebrating that tackle that time by... Con, and now a timeout will be taken by Derek Hicks on this fourth down play here by the Shikolimi Braves. They'll have it at their own 46-yard line, but they'll be looking to punt this one away and try to give the ball back to Seals Grove. They'll have under a minute by the time they get this back. They do mm-hmm. have one timeout remaining, but like you said, Ryan, on the high school level, stops 
Obviously, when you get out of bounds, when you get first, first down, down so. spike the ball. A lot of ways of stopping the clock offensively. I'm always big at the high school game using your timeouts on the defensive side when you come to time, uh, situational endings of games and or halves. There you stop it on third down. You have 25 extra seconds, and now Seals are stopping on the fourth, but did not stop it on third down. So now they're looking at a minute and five. Could have been probably about a minute and a half, but, hey, you know, I've never won a varsity game. It's just my thought on that, and uh, – We'll see what Seals of offense can do. I mean, but they do. And, and at high school, you can really stop the clock on offense. And uh, I think the way this Seals of offense has been playing, I think you put 25 more seconds on the clock, that could be two more scores. <laughs> well, Giddens has been able to punt real well tonight after a mishap on his first attempt. He's waiting for the snap here. It's a good snap. Plenty of time. Gets it away. Short kick. Shanks it off the right side of his foot. It's going to roll out of bounds at the 35-yard line. So Seals Grove will get good field position at their own 35-yard line with just under a minute to go here in the first half. They do lead 14-0 over the Braves. Let's see how O.C. Derek Pope handles this offensive possession with his freshman quarterback leading the way. And I'm excited because this is passing situation. Just under a minute, we're going to get to see the young quarterback throw the ball. We're going to get to see him manage the two-minute drill in, in under a minute. He's got wide receivers to each side. The tight end, Metzger, on the right side in the slot. Nylon on the left in the slot. Fakes to Khan. Drops back. Gets rid of it along the sideline trying to get a comeback pass. To Nylon, he makes the catch. Beautiful catch to the 49-yard line. Good athletic play by Nylon to make that catch from Shock, and it gives Seals Grove first down at the Braves 49-yard line. Yeah, nice throw. Only where Nylon could catch it. Nylon gets low, hauls it in for his first catch of the night. And again, that was picking up about 15, 16 yards on the play. 40 seconds to go here in the first half. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Now he's under pressure. Rolling to his right. Going to throw it towards the sideline. Metzger's going to make the catch, but nothing gained there. Got a yard. Got a yard, man. It's positive. Well, he's out of bounds, <laughs> so that stops the clock. That's the way to be positive. Yeah. Bingaman on the stop all over that one. Evan Bingaman on the stop. So they do get it to the 48-yard line, quickly up to the line of scrimmage. 33 seconds to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 14-0. Stick around at halftime. Updated scores, stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, and take a look towards the second half for these Seals. Trying to get a late score here. Shock drops back. Looking down the right sideline. Looking for Swineford. Over Swineford's head. Defended real well out there by the, the Chickalemi Braves. Defended by Castillo. Is able to defend that well. Goes out of bounds. It's going to be a third down and long for the Seals at their at the Brave 48-yard line. Yeah, I don't mind that play at all. Danny throws that extra further. You know, the only way uh, anyone's getting that is the swine for the taller receiver can jump up and catch it at a high point. Unable to do so. Give credit there to Schick. Did a good job in coverage. Give credit to the Seals offensive line. Lots of time for Danny Schock. Looking to get that time here. He doesn't get that time here. He's going to roll to his left. Gets away from the defender. Now looking downfield. Going to have to try to get out of bounds. He throws it out of bounds. And it's going to be incomplete. Dangerous. I mean, he threw it off of a Shigalimi defender that was coming in to make the tackle. And he's slow to get up. And he's going to be held off here on the sidelines as they're going to have to do a punting situation here. He's being talked to by the coaching staff here on the near side following that play is the freshman quarterback, Shock. Yeah, tough situation, a lot of pressure. He's trying to look downfield, but at the same time, he's got to avoid some guys coming in to make the tackle. Balestrini will drop back, waiting for the Metzger punt. Gets it away. 
away from the return man. It's going to bounce at the 18, roll inside the 15, let it go. And it's finally going to be touched down at the 11-yard line by Schaefer. So good punt by Metzger. Came in the night average, about 32 yards a punt. Boy, got all of that on that one, away from the return man. So Chicklemi will be deep in their own territory, which is nine seconds to go in the first half clock. They do have two timeouts. I'd be surprised they do anything here. Uh, if it's me, I take a knee and go. We escaped a third score here and being down three possessions. And Chicklemi just... Take a knee, get in there halftime, and then pray for some adjustments that might work. Seals group just got to keep doing what they're doing, applying the defensive pressure, get in the backfield, and let the offense come out and, 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 and do what they've been doing here in the second quarter, starting the third quarter. And it looks like they are going to go to a kneel down here. Duncan Weir under center takes the snap. He'll kneel that down. The clock never started. It's still sitting <laughs> at nine. There, there we go. Goes. All right. Chickalimia's. Going to let it just wind down. So with the kneel down, that'll end the first half as the Sealands Grove Seals lead 14-0 after two touchdowns in the second quarter over the Shikalimi Braves. We'll take a break, come back. This is Sealands Grove football presented by Sealands Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. This is Eagle 107. Football presented by Seawinds Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Sean Carey with you in studio. Seals up 14-0 at the half over the Shikalami Braves as we check games from across the central Susquehanna Valley on our board at Eagle107.com, constantly updated throughout the night. Bloomsburg is leading Loyal Sock 14-8 in the second quarter. Hunter Coulter you know, with a 16-yard touchdown run early second quarter for Bloomsburg. But the developing story in tonight's Loyal Sock-Bloom matchup at Bloom, Loyal Sock-Lancers quarterback Connor Watkins is out of the game, apparently injured his shoulder. Looks like he may not return to the contest tonight. So big development in that matchup between Loyal Sock and Bloom. Southern Columbia with an easy time tonight at homecoming. A rough return to SoCo for uh, legendary Tigers great Henry Hynoski. Southern is shutting out Shemokin 34 to nothing in the second quarter. Wide receiver sensation Julian Fleming with two touchdown catches tonight so far from 66 and 71 yards out, respectively, from Tigers quarterback Stone Hollenbach. And also Gavin Garcia with two touchdown runs from 2 and 12 yards out. Gage Garcia's younger brother, Gavin Garcia, he has scored five times in the last six times he has touched the ball. 
So Southern up 34-0 over Shimokin. Also across the valley tonight on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Second quarter scores, Pine Grove 7, Tri-Valley nothing. Montoursville 7, Warrior Run nothing. Juniata 14, Line Mountain 7, Central Columbia 28-7 over Hughesville. Danville leads Mifflinburg 14-3. Midwest looking for their second win in the history of their program. Uh, they are leading on the road at winless Shenandoah 14 to nothing. At the half, Upper Dauphin 8, Newport 7. Mount Carmel up 14-0 over Jersey Shore. That was a first quarter score. And a great ball game in Lycoming County tonight. Battle of undefeated teams at Muncie. The Indians lead South Williamsport 14-12. And here on Eagle 107, we've got the Seals leading 14-0 over Shikalemi. I want to get you to 100.9, the Valley. Greg Wetzel, Justin Michaels with the call. A little trickeration earlier tonight by the Green Dragons for their first score. Dobler's the running back. Chileski turns, gives the ball on the inside, reverse. Throws it back to Chileski. He throws a deep pass down the fiddle, middle to Dakota Snyder. And that is a 60-yard touchdown play. How about it, Greg? How about it? The coaching staff told you. Yep. Watch first play of the game, a little razzle-dazzle. It was a reverse, and the, on the reverse, it was a pitch back to Shedleski and the tight end, Dakota Snyder, wide open down the field. First score of the night tonight for Lewisburg. Greg Wetzel, Justin Michaels uh, with the call on 100.9 the Valley. That ends in now in the second quarter, uh, heading to halftime. Lewisburg leading Milton 42-7, to so that will go to mercy rule in the second half. I do have an update on Central Columbia and Hughesville. A couple of minutes left before halftime there. Uh, Isaac Gensimer so far tonight. A couple of touchdown runs. Uh, 139 yards on the ground at this point. Uh, Gensimer just a few moments ago. Knocking it in from one yard out. Central Columbia is leading Hughesville by a score of 35-7. to And again, that is with uh, just a little over two minutes left uh, in the first half. Once again, here on Eagle 107, we've got the Seals up 14-0 over Shikalemi. Coming up tomorrow here on Eagle 107, the Bucknell Bison will begin a three-week, three-game road trip. Uh, Tomorrow, they'll be in Philadelphia at Historic Franklin Field as they take on the Penn Quakers. Our airtime will be 2.30 with head coach Joe Susan. Doug Birdsong, Kevin Herr will have the call and play-by-play beginning at 3 here on Eagle 107 and streaming at eagle107.com. Then on Sunday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles with Nick Foles still at quarterback for the Birds as they take on Tampa Bay. Pre-game at noon, kickoff at 1 with Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, and Howard Eskin here on Eagle 107. Of course, tomorrow in Happy Valley, Penn State looking to go 3-0 on the air as they take on Kent State. All the coverage on News Radio 1070 WKOK will start in the morning at 10.30 with Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Derek Williams, and Roger Corey, and kickoff at noon. That game will also be streaming on WKOK.com. You can listen to it on our Eagle 107 app. Just tap WKOK for the Penn State play-by-play. Tonight at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, the Rally in the Valley trophy on the line between the Seals and Braves. Game was scoreless. After the first quarter, the Seals, though, did have drive starts at the Braves' 17 and 39-yard lines, respectively, but they were not able to score in the first. But in the second quarter, almost halfway through, Nate Schoen breaks the scoreless tie. This is going to go to Schoen again. Makes a move to the backfield. Up the left sideline. Gets a huge block to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Nate Schoen with a big touchdown run, just like he did in week one against Lewisburg, getting the first score of the game. And you got to give credit to the quarterback there, Danny Schock, laying a big block leading the way for Schoen. Terrific 43-yard run by Nate Schoen, who was 
not in the lineup last week for the Seals. They capped off a three-play, 83-yard drive and taking a buck five off the clock. Seals up seven to nothing. Joe Kahn was able to recover a Braves fumble and followed by a 28-yard Nate Schoen run. Seals Grove, Seals quarterback, Danny Schock making personal history. Notice when quarterback's going to keep it. Great push up front by Ziders and that offensive line. Did he get to the goal line? And he did. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Danny Schock, his first touchdown as Seals starting quarterback. So Seals were able to go on a six-play, 53-yard drive, took 2-11 off the clock, and wrapped up with that Danny Schock two-yard touchdown run. Point after good. And that's where we stand at halftime. Seals lead. 14 to nothing. Don't forget, Seals fans are on Facebook. Give us like Seals Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107 on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as we give you scoring drives, stats, and so much more from our stat man, the Z Man extraordinaire, Zach Showers. Our Twitter handle, Seals on Eagle 107. So give us a follow. Also, at the end of the night, I'll be with you in studio for Sunbury Motors Game Night. Matt Catrillo will check in from Christy Mathieson Memorial Stadium. We'll get a recap on tonight's Milton-Lewisburg matchup as we hit the quarter pole in high school football across the central Susquehanna Valley. And once again, the games, uh, while they're in progress tonight, get those updates fast and first on our scoreboard page at eagle107.com. Take a quick break, then we'll head back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, Zach Showers, get your first half stats, and then the opening kickoff to the second half. Seals up 14-0 at halftime. This is Seals football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com, driven by Sealands Grove Ford. Sundays on Eagle 107, join Uncle Joe Benson for music and conversation with Off the Record. Hey, this is Joe Benson, and I've got former Rolling Stones bassist Bill Wyman off the record. Bill Wyman brought electricity to the Stones. That's my claim <laughs> to fame in those days. That's, that's my little quote that comes up every now and again in books. It's Bill Wyman and the music of the Rolling Stones off the record. Uncle Joe's Off the Record is on this Sunday night at 7 on Eagle 107. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove. Next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating the official vehicle of fun with special Jeep pricing for everyone. Up to $6,000 off new Renegades to qualified individuals. We have over 20 to choose from. And we're also discounting 2019 Jeep Cherokees up to $4,000. And all new Grand Cherokees have a minimum of $4,000 off. Huge discounts all month long, great selection, and amazing financing deals. Come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP online at ZimmermanJeep.com Eagle107.com Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brand, Zach Showers, and speaking of Zach Showers, just handed me the stats from the first half. Let's take a look at those. The Seals Grove leading here at halftime 14 and nothing over the Chickalimmy Braves. First, the team numbers. First down, Seals Grove 7, Chickalimmy just 3. In the rushing department, Seals Grove 72 yards on the ground while the Braves have 31. So taking a, the passing yards, Seals Grove 124 through the air, 
Sigling Braves just nine. So total yards in that first half dominated by the Seals Grove Seals, 196 yards. Total offense, the Sigling Braves just 40. Penalties, the Braves went through a string of multiple penalties. They ended up five, and I think most of them came in that one possession where they found themselves going backwards. Penalties for Seals Grove, three penalties for 21 yards. Only one fumble on the game, but it was a big one. Joe Kahn able to jump on top of it, gave the possession to the Seals Grove Seals, and they would later score. And again, leading 14-0 over the Sigalimi Braves here at halftime. Take a look at individual numbers first in the rushing department for the Sigalimi Braves. Mercado, six carries, 26 yards. Durr has four carries for 10 yards. In the passing department, Weir, Two for three, nine yards for the Braves. And it's, Bingaman has one catch for nine yards for the Shikalimi Braves. Now for the Seals Grove Seals rushing department, shown three carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown for the Braves. And Khan, excuse me, um, Khan six carries for just 13 yards. And Shock has a touchdown to his credit as well. In the passing department, Shock, 8 for 11, 124 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. And, boy, Ryan, when you look at the numbers, a second quarter dominated by the Seals Grove Seals, leading 14 nothing, but very easily could be leading this one by three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, a couple, couple play. Well, I mean, they could have had a touchdown catch. Would have, Early on would have been a quick score. And there's a couple times there, Seals were moving the ball and then just kind of shot themselves in the foot. So, I mean, this game could be completely different. If I'm Shigalemi, I'm feeling okay i guess being down 14 because it could be a lot more well the big thing again now they're dealing with 14 straight quarters without scoring so you know kevin talked about it when here kevin heard the voice of the shikalini braves about last year they were able to get scores on defense you got a guy like gabe topher from a year ago who was able to get multiple touchdowns in one game for your defense this defense has been good even though you see the points against them, but they have been good, and they've made Seals Grove work for everything they had to in that first half. But now here's the issue, wear down. And that's Kevin talked about this too. You watch these guys wear down late in this game, and is that going to be a factor here against the Seals Grove Seals as well? And, and you really look at it, none of Seals Grove possessions have been more than, well, one of them was a six-play uh, possession, but really it's a six, a five, a three, a four, a five, and a, and a three. So, I mean, they haven't they haven't really given up a ton of plays it hasn't been nickel diming it's really seals grove getting the big plays you know we talk about the shown td that was a pretty big uh, uh, running uh, touchdown 42 yards then shown also had a reception that went for 25 yards we had con catching a pass for 30 yards so a lot of seals groves offense has come on some big plays and their scores have been set up by big plays as well so shiglumi's defense has done a pretty decent job tonight but you're getting no help from the offense. It's demoralizing, and, you know, it takes the wind out of you. So if I'm Shigalimi, not only do you need to come out here in the second half and get a defensive stop right away, your offense has to come out and create some kind of momentum or you're going to quickly find this game over here in the third quarter. And if I'm Seals Grove, I'm coming out ready to just take it to their defense, push the ball down the field, and just end it right here with the score because down 21, that's a lot for a team that only has one TD in the season. And and if Seals are going to come out here in the second half and do it against Schick's strength, their defense, and the psyche of it all, and then the way that, again, that Schick's offensive play this year, I don't see how they can bounce back in that, in that type of uh, game. 
One game we were keeping an eye on, we call it the Oh, the tough game of the week. And, of course, it's brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford. And we do. We call it a tough game of the week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. We're keeping an eye on the Jersey Shore-Mount Carmel game. We'll continue to do that as the game goes along. Again, here at halftime, Seals Grove leading 14-0 over the Shikalemi Braves. And Shikalemi has won the two regular season games over the last two years. So Seals Grove trying to change things that way. And right now, they lead 14-0 here at halftime. Ryan, keeping an eye on other things going on, too. In the midst of this game, we talked about guys coming back from injuries. We had a lot of guys that were questionable coming in, and one of them was Lucas Tilford, the explosive player for the Chicago Braves, has been no factor. You wonder how the injuries played a part. Uh, Yeah, it's got to be something. But, you know, he's a tough kid. You know, his brother was tough. You know he's going to play through and do the best he can. And... And you, I just give credit to him for heart, you know, and giving everything he has. But obviously he is, he's being hampered with some injury there. But on the other side, the quarterback, a young Danny Shock, took a big hit there before half. We'll see how he's feeling coming out. And, you know, just talk a little bit more about Shock. I mean, just what he's been able to do as a freshman so far, very poised. You would never know that. And he's age-appropriate, man. He's not an old guy. He's only 15, and he's doing it as a true freshman out there. So credit to him. He's got great parents. Talk to them before they they give him a lot of opportunity. The coaching staff loves him. He's got a great mind, years ahead of what a freshman would be, and the intellect part of it. And as he continues to go through this program and get, get good coaching, he's going to continue to do a lot of impressive things. I just can't say any more good about the kid. I love the first half that I saw out of him. The Nittany Lions are back at Beaver Stadium Saturday to host Kent State. The tailgate show starts at 10.30, kickoff at noon with Steve Jones, Jack Cam, Roger Corey, and Derek Williams on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. So, Ryan, as we move to the second half, and you talked about the freshman quarterback and where he's at, we want to see you know him continuing to get better. But, boy, we know the emphasis. And in all these games we've covered over our 10 seasons, that covered Seals, Grove Seals. And it's about the defense, which the defense is pitching a shutout here in the first half. But on the other end of it, it's establishing the running game to be able to balance things out. And Seals Grove's done that. I mean, they've done a good job with it. I love the mix-up between uh, Shock, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Schoen and Khan. Just a tough duo there. The defense to try and have to tackle that kind of tough running all the time. Joe Khan, pound for pound, man. He runs like a beast. He's one of the toughest guys out there. And then you throw in Nate Schoen, a heavyweight wrestler, big, sturdy guy with a ton of athleticism. We talked about Schoen during halftime. A lot of his runs, very patient in the backfield, letting things set up, using aggressive defenders against themselves. And then he showed you a quick burst. So we were really impressed with how calm he's been in this game with the ball and with guys barreling down at him. And because of his hesitations and ability to avoid that pressure, he's ripped off some big plays. So... Another young man for Seals Grove, only a sophomore, just showing unbelievable ability. That wraps up halftime here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Seals Grove leading 14-0 over the Sickleby Braves. And more positive, Seals Grove will get the opening kickoff the second half. And again, if they can put a possession together here, use some clock, could that be... You know, a, a final blow that Chickalimby would not be able to bounce back from. A lot still to go on, a lot of football here. But, boy, what a what a dagger would be if they're able to take the opening possession and use clock, get down, put more points on the board against a Chickalimby team struggling to put offense together here. So, again, Seals Grove will get the second-half kickoff with Nate Schoen and Khan dropping back. They'll be standing 
at about their own 15-yard line, waiting for Giddens' kick here for the Braves. Braves had some guys knocked around a little bit in that first half. We'll keep an eye on different numbers to see whether they're at full strength coming out here in the second half. Gittin hasn't had a lot of chances to kick off here in 2018, so see what he's able to do here to try to pin Seals Grove deep. It's going to be a short kick taken by Kahn at the 14-yard line. Patience, waiting for a block. Makes a good move at the 35-40, up the right sideline. Makes another move at midfield and finally tackled. There's a ball on the turf. Bingaman made the hit on Kahn, and now it's a struggle for the ball. A matter who can get to it, and Gittin comes out of it upset that Seals Grove Nope, they're going to say Seals Grove gave the ball up back to the Shiklemi Braves. So momentum we were talking about carrying into halftime and all the prep talk at halftime for these Seals well, gets deflated as you give some momentum to the Braves. They'll have it first down and 10. Great field position at their own 47-yard line. Well, I'll tell you what, if there was replay in high school, absolutely the red flag would be thrown out there. That was awfully close. It looked like to me Khan's knees were already down when that ball got punched out. He might have been even elbowed down, but not the way the officials saw it, and Shigalimi is able to come up with that ball, so a big turnover after a nice return. First down and 10 for the Braves after the turnover. Weir stays at a quarterback, rolling to his right, looking, gets rid of it, over the middle, knocked away by Hoover as he was able to come up from his safety position. And a good play by the safety. Read that all the way. Uh. He makes that interception, and he keeps tapping his head, saying, because he knew he makes yeah. that pick. It's a pick six. But what a nice break on the ball. He's a ball hawk. He doesn't for another freshman, another freshman out there, T. Hoover. Good break on the ball, good feel for it. I really like him at that safety position. Very. It seems like he's natural with that. With the incompletion, second down and 10 for the Braves. Trailing 14 nothing. A lot of movement up front, a lot of shifting going on. See what the official call here is. Look like he gave preliminary call. It's a false start against the Shikalimi Braves. Man, just talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Shikalimi is just hurting themselves with penalties. Trying to gain some momentum in their favor. Trailing 14-0 with 11.43 to go here in the third period. They had five penalties in that first half. Four of them coming in one possession for the Braves. I'll see if Seals Grove defense pins their ears back and gets after Weir here. It'll be a second down and 15 for the Braves at their own 42-yard line. Tight formation. Weir turns, rolling to his right. It's going to be hit in the backfield and go down. Troy Bastian started it. Khan finished it off. Lost on the play to the 37-yard line. Good job defensively by the Seals. Yeah, both Bastian and Khan getting in there, wrapping up and punishing the QB. Shiglamy just continues to move backwards as the field position is getting worse and worse for them. And even now on a punt, Seals Group is going to have great field position, although it is third down, but it's third down and forever. Have it at their own 37-yard line. They need to get to the Sealands Grove 43-yard line for a first down. Man goes in motion for right to left. Long count by Weir. Looking for the quick pass. Hit by Ziders in the air. The reception's made by the Shikalimi Braves. Now trying to reverse his field from left to right. 
Gets all the way to the sideline. Lost on the play. Good job defensively by the Seals. Staying on top of that. It was that Ziders going from sideline to sideline. It was. He was involved in the deflection and then made the stop. Great pursuit straight across the line of scrimmage and met the guy at the other side of the field and helped out with the stop. Yeah, just hands up. That's that's good coaching. And, and that's the player taking in what his coach would teach him. You're getting pressure and the QB's looking to throw. You just get your hands up. They teach that in basketball when you trap. You trap with your hands up. You, you reward deflections, and there it was. Ziders getting the deflection. Teague Hoover then in on the tackle as well as they chase him down and ride him out of bounds. So punny situation for the Braves. A high snap again, but the punter's able to get it and get it away. A good punt as Schoen's going to come up and then move away from it. Huge bounce in the favor of the Shikolami Braves and spotted down by Herring. All the way back to the 24-yard line. So a good bounce by the Braves. And Herring now running into the end zone. They're saying that Schoen touched it, but there's no signal no. there. Seals <laughs> Grove will take over first down and 10 at their own 24-yard line. I, you know what? I applaud the effort because it's your best chance of scoring right now in this game, the way things have been going. But that definitely missed Schoen. Uh, but he not even get away from the ball. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't even that close. Maybe two, three yards. <laughs> I guess. Maybe it's too close. I don't know. He's a pretty agile guy. He would have got out of the way of a bad bounce. Well, Seals Grove takes over first down at 10, leading 14 nothing with 10 minutes to go here in the third. Fascinated quarterback. Takes the snap. It's going to keep it. Running between the tackles. Following behind a con block. Gets to the 35-yard line and stopped at the, excuse me, at the 30-yard line. Stopped it. Right at the 30 after a five-yard pickup, second down and five for the Seals. Well, Bastion in a quarterback right now, I don't think that this is a change of quarterback. I think this is more of a look. It's a wildcat look. Bastion's a very good runner. Then you have the threat of being able to throw as well. But I would bet this is a run. He's going to give it to Khan. Nothing there. Falls forward to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. So it's going to be a third down and four for the Seals with 9.24 to go here in the third period, leading 14-0 over the Braves. Um, I see Danny Shock on the sideline. I don't. They don't look to be injured to me. I honestly think this is just something that the Seals offense is trying here. A little wildcat, a little look with a uh, different quarterback here, the more run option. A big third down play here for Bastion. going to look here to the right. Looking, looking, gets rid of it. A high throw intended for Kant. Incomplete. And it's going to bring up a fourth down in a punting situation for the Seals. And you can see Coach Pope there begging for him to run. And after the throw, he told him, he says, you had to green. You had green in front of you. Go get it with your feet. That's a lack of experience there. Really his first time in, in, in the game, in the midst of a game here. I mean, he did come in a little bit in the Southern game when it was a blowout. But that's an experience thing there. So Metzger will punt this one away. Good snap to him. Gets it away. Good punt. Takes a return man back to the 35-yard line. He muffs it. It's on the turf, but he looks like he was able to pick it up, and he did. Balestrini able to pick it off the turf, but he was getting barreled down by blue shirts all around, so he wasn't able to turn it upfield at all. They'll mark it at the 35, 36-yard line. The Braves will take over there first down and 10. Trailing 14-0 with 8.51 to go here in the third. We get a break here. We're going to send it back to Sean as he brings us the Aubrey-Alexander-Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Keep an eye on other games going on around the Valley. Here again, Seals Grove leading 14-0. 
Weir will stay in at quarterback. Herring in the backfield with him. Weir in the shotgun formation with twins to each side. Gets the snap. Rolling to his right. Looking. Gets rid of it. It's got a man. Makes the catch and tackled immediately, but a good throw. Castillo makes the catch. Quickly tackled. And Hollenbach on the stop for the Seals. But a good pickup for the Braves. Second down and about four. Yeah, Dean Hollenbach's got a ton of speed. And he shows it there. And he, he did it last week, too, late in the game against uh, Southern Columbia. Showing good speed to uh, chase down what would have been a touchdown run. I'd like to see him out there. I think cornerback position could be a nice spot for him in the future. Twins the east side again on the second down and four play for the Braves. Some movement in the slot, and the flag will go. Again, offense moving there. And Seals Grove pointing at the guy right away. You can see it a little bit in the, in the demeanor of the Schick players with some frustration, hands on the hip, heads down, shoulders down kind of thing. It's, it's frustrating. They're, they're just trying to get something positive, and these penalties are just making it so hard for them. Mike Mall checks in for Everett Thomas, play the middle part of that defensive line for the Seals on a second down and nine play for the Braves. Eight minutes to go in the third, 14-0 lead for the Seals. First touchdown by Schoen, second by Shock. Seals Grove leading 14-0. And here's a second down and long. Trips to the left for the Braves. Weir drops back. He's looking left. Now he's under some pressure. Tries to take off. Not going to get away. And it's going to go down. Ziders on the sack for the Seals Grove Seals. The type of game he's having is ridiculous. And, and if you could have watched the whole thing there, he took the blocker and literally threw him off himself. Got his hands up again. He's so well coached, so disciplined and skilled. As he's going in for the tackle, had his hands up. QB was unable to make a throw, I believe, because of that. And then as soon as the QB tucked, he was all over it and got the sack. Ziders tonight now with 10 tackles, one deflection, one sack, one tackle for a loss. He's filling up the stat sheet defensively. And there's a lot more to go for Ziders. Over the quarterback's head, and there's a flag on the play as the snap went over the quarterback's head. But I don't think that's a penalty, though. You shouldn't A snap over the head shouldn't be a penalty, Pat. Well, let's see if they talk that out. It can't be another false start. There's no way. And oh, it, it is. is. a false start, and it will go against the Shikalemi Braves. But, again, you, you talk about Ziders. Leiter got into the fold as a sophomore. Came in junior last year, playing with some very good Seal and Scrove teams in 2016, 2017. But boy, this is all his team this year, and he's making the most of it on the defensive side as well as leading that offensive line on the offensive side for the Seal and Scrove Seals. Third down and 18 for the Braves after the penalty. Twins to each side. Weir takes the snap, rolling to his right. He's got some time. Get rid of it. Look it to the sideline. The time intended for incomplete a receiver, but it's going to fall incomplete. It was intended for Minier, but it falls incomplete, and it'll be a fourth down in a punting situation here for the Shikalimbi Braves. Yeah, he just got to give credit to the Seals Grove defense and those guys up front, too, led by Blaze Ziders. They are just getting so much pressure. And, you know, a guy is not getting his name called a whole lot, but I'm seeing him, too, is Carroll, number 77. He's in there. He's taking on double teams. He's pushing them back a little bit. QB a little uncomfortable because of it. So just overall great play from the Seals Grove down three there at the line of scrimmage. Creating that pressure and forcing a punish such a high snap again to the punter. But he's able to get it away. It's going to be a short punt. Schoen's going to come up and make the fair catch and make the catch at the 45-yard line, saving the bounce. Bill Parcells will be proud of that. 
Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> Derek Hicks. It's a 14-point so. game. It's a 14-point game. I'm not worried about a couple yards off a of bounce and a punt. you got to slide in on two knees to make a fair catch. Too much risk. And you know that he did that against Lewisburg. Very costly one there. But you're up 14 against a team that cannot move the ball offensively. Do not take any risk. Just value the possession there. Did a good job, though, after he did bobble it to bring it in. And ultimately, he saved the yards. But ah, too high of a risk, not enough reward. They have it at the 45-yard line as... Shock back into the game. Khan goes in motion. Fake to Khan. Give it to Schoen. Between the tackles. Bounce off of one would-be tackler. Into Shikalemi territory. Nine-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and one for the Seals in Brave territory. That's just big man running. That, that's, that's a man out there running the ball. Plowing guys over and then getting that extra yard with the reach. I love that run right there. Credit to the offensive line as well. I'll give him an eight-yard pickup after it's said and done. Second down and two for the Seals, leading 14-0. Wide receivers to each side. Going in motion is Metzger. Shot gets the snap. Scott some time. Looking over the middle. Wide open. Man catches there. Swiper shakes one tackle. Takes it inside the 35-yard line. First down pickup by the Seals. Evan Bingaman in on the stop. Dan or Duncan Weir as well, but a good throw. Good catch. Swineford, first down for the Seals. Yeah, I like that play. First catch of the game for Swineford. And what he did after the catch is nice, too. He secured it first turn, got upfield, and got extra yards. Nice pass from Shock, and that's what it was. Seals Group came out, shows a little bit of different, a little package there. Maybe something to show for next week's film to try and keep Berwick off a little bit. But Shock back in the game, beautiful pass. This is going to go to Schoen, trying to bounce it to the outside. He's going to, but there's going to be a holding call, and this one's going to bring it back. As Schoen tried to bounce it to the outside, Lyman got locked up, and they're going to make a holding call against the Seals Grove Seals. Well, I mean. A lot of those tonight, most of them against Schick. Seals Grove, though, getting caught that time. So they're going to walk this one off. Seals Grove leading 14-0. Again, all the scoring coming in the second quarter for the Seals. Started with a shown 43-yard touchdown run with 7.33 to go in the second quarter. Completing a three-play drive. Had to go 83 yards for that one. And then Shock finished off a six-play drive, covering 53 yards with a two-yard touchdown run extra points by rule good seals grove leading 14 nothing with 524 to go here in the third ball sitting at the shikalemi 49 yard line seals grove has to get to the shikalemi 24 yard line for a first down wide open over the middle of swiper makes the catch at the 30 20 50 10 5 touchdown Seals grove seals danny shock missed it earlier in the game swiper down the middle but he came back to it, and he found it a beautiful throw from the freshman to the senior wide receiver in Swineford. Touchdown, Seals Grove. Huge touchdown throw for the Seals Grove Seals. Main connection over the first three games has been shocked to Swineford. Making a big play there. Able to catch it untouched into the end zone for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Now Rule will try to stay perfect on the night, looking to get his third extra point off the Brett Four hold. Waiting on the snap. Good snap. Good hold. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So the Seals Grove Seals push the lead out to 21-0. On the throw, fifth touchdown pass of the season for the freshman Danny Schock. Finding Swineford for the touchdown. Swineford play before, got his first catch of the night. Boy, his second one is a big one. 
Takes it in for the score for the Seals Grove Seals. That touchdown, a three-play drive covering just 55 yards. The Seals have great field position to start that possession. It took a minute and 32 seconds. The extra point by Rule, good. And again, Seals Grove leading 21-0 here in the third with 5.08 to go in the third period. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Impressive toss going over the middle. Like you said, Ryan had that opportunity before, but Shock stepped up, looked strong, confident, right over the middle, in stride, and boy, took it in untouched with Swineford for the touchdown. Yeah, just a nice play. And again, like I said, we said earlier in the game he missed that. Well, they went back to it. He didn't miss it that time. 49-yard reception for Swineford. Oh, Ryan Ahmed on the kickoff coverage. Nowhere to go for the return man. And he slams him to the turf right at the 21-yard line. Braves first down and 10 at their own 21. Ah, I like that play. Ryan Ahmed came flying in, wrapped up, making a vicious tackle, throwing him to the ground. That's a statement tackle. That's a statement tackle right there. Ryan Ahmed, the sophomore, with his third tackle of the night. And we're looking for candidates for the Schmokadim Health Center backbreaker play of the game. That's swine for catch. And run for a touchdown from the freshman quarterback, Shock Kennedy, for the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And I see Meckley in a corner on the right side, number 85, coming in for Swineford, who's talking to his freshman quarterback on the near side about that last catch and run for a touchdown to put Seals Grove up 21-0 with 5.02 to go here in the third. So Swineford again making that touchdown catch. That's his third touchdown reception of the season. A timeout on the field taken by the Shikolimbi Braves. Gets a chance to throw it back to Sean for some updated scores on games going on around the Valley. Sean, take it away. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Sean, 100.9. The Valley starting the second half. Lewisburg is leading Milton 42-7. to At the half, Bloomsburg leads Loyal Sock 13-8. Big story in that ball game. Loyal Sock quarterback Connor Watkins out in the second a series of the game with an injured shoulder. Southern Columbia up at the half, 41 to nothing over Shimokin. Gage Garcia with a touchdown. Gavin Garcia with two touchdown runs. And Julian Fleming with two touchdown catches. Belfont crushing Central Mountain as they approach the half, 31 to 7. Halftime scores Tri Valley 14, Pine Grove 7. Montoursville shutting out Warrior Run, 27 to nothing. Heading to halftime, Williamsport doubles up Hazleton, 28 to 14. Central Columbia in the third, 42 to 7 over Hughesville. Halftime, Danville over Mifflinburg, 14 to 3. Mount Carmel is shutting out Jersey Shore at the half, 27 to nothing. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan. Quick burst off the right side that time by Herring. Picks up about two yards there. Upended right at the 25-yard line. So it'll be a second down and eight for the Braves. Thank you, Sean, for the updated scores. All the games going on around the Valley. Here again, Seals Grove leading 21-0 after the Swineford touchdown reception from Schock. Straight up the middle. A lot of room this time for the Braves. Taking it beyond the 35-yard line. Is that Herring on the run? It is, and Herring's down on the field, injured on the play. 
Looks like he has a cramp the way they're grabbing his toe. And, boy, as painful as a cramp is, boy, that's always a good sign. When a guy's grabbing his leg and they go for the toe and start yeah. stretching out knowing it's a cramp in your Especially toe. Especially if it's your kid and you're the parent. Uh, you, you you go, oh, okay, cramp. <laughs> because he came down grabbing. I knew right away he was grabbing his calf. I've been there. Unfortunately, now as I'm older, it only happens when I'm sleeping. <laughs> it's called it's either, Yeah, it's either the calf or, or my foot. And, uh, you know, we have a little time out here. I got to give a shout out to a listener, Fred Chambo Chamberlain. Wow. AKA the Chambermeister. A boxer. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I'd hate to go in a ring with Chambo Chamber. Fred Chamberlain. Okay. AKA Chambo. Chambo. Nice. You like that? I like it. He's listening. Well, we appreciate it. Appreciate yep. you listening. Got listeners out here in the stands. If you're listening and uh, you could turn, look up the stands and give us a wave, we'd, we're going to say thank you and give you a wave back. We appreciate that here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Seals Grove leading 21 nothing as medical staff still dealing with Herring's cramp in his cap, but he's going to get up and try to walk that off. Numbers now for Danny Schock 10 for 13, 186 yard and a touchdown. Again, that is is his fifth touchdown of the season, and it went to Swineford. He's got his third touchdown reception of the season. Hey, and we already got a response. Fred heard his shout-out, and he's getting emotional. He's crying. Well, Fred. He's, he said, thank you. <laughs> Don't get emotional, buddy. That's what we're here to do. We're not that big, so not bring yet. bring up the emotions of the game. Weir gives it off to the deep man. Scott's room secondary. Makes a move at midfield. Still growing, showing some speed. Caught from behind. Ball Ball's the free. Trip. It is free. It's a scramble. The blue shirts come up with it. They do. I'll tell you right now, nothing can go right for Shigalimi. Beautiful run play set up by good blocking. Speed going out, but the runner getting hit from the side, kind of behind on the side, and the ball comes free. And, and here's the thing. There were so many Seals Grove guys that did not give up on that play. So when the ball was loose, it was only blue jerseys there to jump on that ball. And Shigalimi still, what is it, Pat? They were 11 quarters out of touchdown. Right now they're holding at 14. It looked like there they were going to end the streak, but still it's almost 14 full, full quarters since Shigalimi has last scored. That was Luciano on the carry. Boy, showing some speed as a sophomore. But as you said, Ryan caught from behind. And soon as that ball hit the turf, it was a mad scramble of blue shirts. doesn't matter what blue shirt was going to come up with it. And there's a timeout on the field. Brian, looking at the schedule the rest of the way for the Seals Grove Seals after tonight. They'll have Berwick here at home. Berwick's off to a great start here in 2018. And then we travel to Loyal Sock. Loyal Sock, we heard that Connor Watkins is not in the game currently. Not sure what the injury is. Full report on that, but he is not in the game. And then we'll return home to take on the Henry Hanoski Shimokin Indians. Before we have to hit the road, and a big road trip for us is we'll go to Central Mountain. We heard Central Mountain's trail in Belafont right now and a, a blowout this time for Belfont over Central Mountain. And then we'll be at Danville. First time we've played Danville since 2013. And then we'll be back home to take on the Montoursville Warriors. Looking at Chickalimi after tonight, Jersey Shore, Central Mountain at Lewisburg. Then they'll play off Southern. Then they'll be at Shemokin and finish the season at Milton for these Shikalimi Braves. Seals Grove after the fumble take over first down and 10 as they have it at their own 27-yard line. Khan goes in motion, gets the call, looking for a block from Schoen. Cuts under defender, drags Weir 
All close to the 40-yard line. And up for a first down for the Seals to mark it at the 39-yard line. As shown ran interference and Khan cut up underneath of him and drag a defender for the first down. Yeah, just a tough run, great blocking. I like the way Khan put the shoulder down there and just plowed through. And here's how versatile Khan is. He just goes around the backfield. Now he's a receiver, the wide out. What an athlete. As Schoen's alone back in the backfield, Metzger goes in motion. Shock gets the call, gives it to Schoen. He's into the secondary, makes the safety miss, dragging a defender inside of Shigalemi territory down to the 48-yard line on the tackle. That time was Minier. Hmm. Good run there. Khan got out and got what would need to be the last block. Schoen did get tripped up. But Khan made such a big hit. I think he might have banged himself up a little bit as he comes off the field. That was one heck of a block. Hurt himself, though, I think, doing it. But he's here on the sidelines. Coming into the game will be Dean Hollenbach. He'll split far to the left. Far to the right is Nyland. One-on-one coverage on Nyland. Metzger goes in motion. We get a timeout here. Pope not pleased as he's going to walk out and get his offense together. Metzger having a conversation with Derek Pope as well. They'll talk this one over. But again, look at the schedule, Ryan. We knew coming into the season that Seals Grove was going to have a tough schedule starting at Lewisburg and then Jersey Shore. And, of course, Southern Week 3. Shiklimi, we didn't know exactly what they were going to have. They were going through a lot of changes, but it's always a rival game. And then you got Berwick and Loyal Sock, and you throw in Danville back into the fold as well. We know the battles that Seals Grove's had with Danville over the years. I like the fact that Danville's back on the schedule. Good ball club. Enjoy watching those battles between the Seals and the Ironmen over the years. Yeah, and Danville's not a big squad, but boy, do they have a ton of athletes, and that's going to be an exciting game. I'm glad to have them back on the schedule. Um, that was a big rivalry when I was in high school in all sports. So. And uh, Danville's known for producing athletes, and so is Seals Grove. So that's, that, to me, is good football. Can't wait to see it. Here, 3.14 left here in the third period. Seals Grove leading 21-0 over the Braves. Seals Grove has it first down and 10 at the Brave 48-yard line. Wide receivers to each side. Shotgun formation for Shock. Fakes it to Hollenbach. Gives it to Schoen. Dancing in the backfield, and he's going to go down. Munez. Able to get to him and take him down right at midfield. Two-yard loss. It'll be a second down and 12 for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, showing those showing patience, making some moves there. I like the footwork, his shiftiness for a big guy. He's, he's got light feet. He's light on his toes there, and and uh, he does uh, take a two-yard loss, but it could have been worse. Shiklamy did a good job of getting penetration and getting the backfield right away. Shock sends two wide receivers to the right this time. One wide receiver to the left. Takes the snap. He's got some time. Now some pressure. Gets rid of it. It's got a man. That's Brett Ford making a catch at the 35. 45, excuse me. Makes a move to the 40. And there's going to be a flag on the play. Bad call. That's a bad flag. That was a good block inside the shoulder. Another flag comes into it as well. I don't. That was not. They're going to call clipping here, that first flag. That was not. He definitely got inside the shoulder. Good shiftiness by Brett Four after the catch, too, to get out around. Yep, pushing the back, not the right call. And what's the second one? A block the back call against the Brett Four would have had his fourth catch of the season, but it negated by penalties, so they're going to walk it off against the Seals Grove Seals. Get a chance to remind that Sunday the Eagles visit Tampa for a matchup with the Bucks. It's the pregame starts at noon with the kickoff at 1 o'clock on Eagle 107. 
was a close call. I mean, it was close, but I, I, it was pretty clear right here in front of us on this sideline. Got inside the shoulder on the block. Well, Seals Grove is going to have to overcome the penalty now. The ball's back in their own territory at the 48-yard line. They need to get to the Brave 38-yard line for the first down. 2.05 to go in the third. 21-0 lead for the Braves. Shock drops back. Look, it's got time. Got a pass to the sideline. Swineford shows hands, makes the catch right at the 39-yard line. Looks like it'll be short by a yard for the first down. Beautiful route, though, Ryan, and hands all over it. All, all catch with the hands. You know, I'm going to be dead honest. The first game of the year, Danny Shock made some nice throws. I thought he made some nice reads. I thought, though, in my head, you know, he's, he's a freshman. The arm strength, arm strength might not be there yet. I couldn't be more wrong. Every game since then, he has been throwing the ball on the rope. That was a 13-yard out route that he threw across the field on a rope and hit Swineford perfectly. This goes to Khan. First down pickup. He's at the 30, 25. Gets a block from Swineford all the way down to the 16-yard line. Goes Khan for a Seelands Grove first down. Wow, third down and one, and Khan turns it into big yardage there. Fresh. I mean, remember, he just came off the field a little uh, banged up as he had a big block. But he's back in there with the big run to, to get the first down and many, many more. Seals Grove in the red zone now. 1.45 to go here in the third. Seals Grove leading 21 nothing. trying to add to it here, threatening at the Shiklemi Brave 15-yard line. Shock waiting for the snap from Ziders. Gets it. Going to give it to Khan. Khan dancing in the backfield. Spins. And there's going to be a flag on the play. The flag will be thrown in as Khan was spinning. Now some extracurricular stuff going on, and now there's going to be another flag thrown. Frustrations there, I think. Looks like Khan kicked his legs a little bit. Wonder if that's what the call is going to be as we're telling Nettles to back out of the huddle as well. They're going to have to chit-chat about this one. Get a chance to remind you that you can check out our Facebook page, All Seals Grove, all the time. Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. Do a trivia on Tuesday, throwback Thursday. And then we get you all built up for the next game, the next opponent. And that's on our Facebook page. So like it and get all seals all the time. This is going to be a foul against the the Seals Grove Seals. Is it two personal fouls against the Seals Grove Seals? Hmm. So instead of having the ball deep in Chickalimby territory, they're on the verge of watching this ball be marched out all the way beyond the 25-yard line to the 26-yard line. I tell you, in a rivalry game where you usually see a lot of extracurricular stuff go on, this game hasn't had that. This is the first time that you've seen that, at least from our vantage point up here, which says a lot about these both these teams and understanding their situation. But that's a big one. It's actually going to mark it after they do the second penalty, obviously, all the way to the 41-yard wow. line. Seals Grove needs to get to the five-yard line for a first down. First down and 36 with 115 to go in the third. Seals Grove leading 21 to nothing. Shock drops back under pressure. Throws the screen to Schoen. Catches at the 40. Takes a defender. Another defender to 30. Still going to the 20. Drags the defender inside the 20-yard line down to the 17-yard line. Slowly getting off the turf was the man who made the tackle. Still down on the turf. Medical staff's going to come out and have to check up on him as shown. Just puts his head down, using his strength to put this ball all the way down at the 15-yard line. Back to the original line of scrimmage. It'll now be a second down and 10. I'll tell you right now, not not everyone in the area outside of Seals Grove knows who Nate Schoen is. We've known him for a little bit. He is a tough guy. 
you are never going to make a tackle on him high. And there was a Shigalimi guy that could have made a tackle probably 15 yards earlier, and he went high, and Nate Schoen just ripped him right off the shoulder pads, picked up at least 15 more yards after that contact. So people are going to learn that. They're going to see that film. They're going to, we got to get low on this guy if we want to have a chance of tackling him in the open field. 101 to go here in the third. Seals Grove leading 21 to nothing. Looked like another cramp situation for the Shikolimi Braves, number five, Castillo. And they're bringing the ball back. Back to the 41-yard line. I I missed that one. There's a flag all the way back here. So I, in the midst of all that and then the injury and timeout and Derek Hicks talking to the official here on the near side and they got le- that one. legal procedure on us and then a personal foul on them offsetting is what we're assuming right now. Well, the bottom line, it's like that play never happened. First down back at the Shikolimi 41-yard line. First down and 36 for the Seals. Under 50 seconds before the snap gets going for the Seals. Left here in the third. Shot gets the snap. Gives it to Schoen. Schoen dancing in the backfield. Gets a block. Going to put his head down. Carry defender. Still going inside the 30. Down to the 29-yard line goes Nate Schoen. And Ryan, exactly what you explained in terms of trying to tackle Nate Schoen. And he's showing you again. He's He's been doing this all night. Making guys miss in the backfield he does it by stepping at him a jab step plants his foot and then a quick shift in opposite direction he gets defenders to break down and then he goes out around them with a quick burst and uh after that it's straight line running power keep an eye on swineford comes into the game lined at the slot on the right shock drops back under some pressure trying to roll to his left trying to keep some time now still looking downfield gets rid of deep in the end zone wide open receiver Metzger makes the catch. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. What a throw. What what a way to keep a play alive. And he took a big hit. Danny Shock, the freshman quarterback, knew the hit was coming. He took it, but he delivered a bomb into the end zone. Touchdown, Seals Grove. There are some flags on the play. Not quite sure. Maybe be excessive celebration. Not quite sure. We have, we'll have to see how this plays out. But either way, even if this is returned, what a throw. What athleticism to keep the play alive. Well, they're going to talk this out. We saw that in an earlier game this year where Shuck tried to reverse his field. And, boy, that time did a great job. And the first time we saw that, he was unable to. But he did everything he needed to. Does that reverse the touchdown? thought it's a dead ball once he catch it but maybe on a well, high there level, was a, you bring it all the way back there was a flag in the end zone and a flag out here at the 30 yard line but i think this flag at the 30 yard line might be i, I thought the defender target i thought the defender went helmet to helmet on, on to on to shock i don't i don't well, know what they, that could be well why they talk it out nfl on wkok sunday night football on wkok brings you the new york giants and the dallas cowboys pregame show starts at 7 30 it's on your home for the NFL in prime time. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Personal foul and Schick. So the touchdown's good. Let me describe yes, this right now. It we is. Have, we have 11 blue shirts who walked all the way back to the 40. Now they reverse <laughs> their field. They're walking back. And now they're going to bring in the guys who attempt the extra point. So after all that discussion, touchdown by the Seals Grove Seals. And Ryan, you described it perfectly. What a play by the freshman quarterback. 
finding Metzger wide open in the back of the end zone for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, just a beautiful play. And it was it the pressure was there. Danny Shock kept it alive with his feet, used his blocker as well, and he was running into that throw. I mean, he was almost at a sprint when he threw that ball, and he knew he was running into a guy coming at him, and he took a big hit, and that's what the penalty was. The guy went high. He, he went helmet to helmet, and, and I'm just glad to see Danny get up. But way to keep your head up, way to look downfield, and found the open man that was a long throw and again he's showing the power that did that wasn't a lob that wasn't hanging in the air that thing got there with some zip there's a personal foul called against seals grove but it'll be enforced on the kick okay we're listening to the pa that was a was. celebration in the end zone afterwards and that will be assessed on the kickoff against the seals snaps good holds good kick is a line drive did it bend in it did so rule continues now another flag being thrown out another flag being thrown out ryan I talked about that this game had gone pretty well as in terms of extracurricular stuff, but these officials are going to have to talk this one out as the blue shirts for Seals Grove had gathered at the 15-yard line. Coach Hicks coming out to chit-chat with them. These officials are going to have to talk this one out and figure out what's going on here after two flags were thrown after the extra point by rule. So if it stands, Seals Grove now leads 28-0 at the end of the third period. Wait to see whether we can send it to a break here. Personal foul against Sealens Grove. Personal foul against the Braves. They offset. We'll have a kickoff. So offsetting personal fouls against the Braves and the Seals. Send it to a break here. Yep, we're gonna send it to a break. Sean, let's send it to you. Sealens Grove leading 28-0 as we'll go to the fourth period after this break. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Eagle107.com into the fourth period as the Seals Grove Seals right at the end of the third period see a great throw by freshman quarterback Shock able to find Metzger beyond the defense Seals Grove goes up 28-0 it was an eight play drive covering 73 yards took four minutes and four seconds Shock to Metzger for a 29 yard reception the extra point again good by rule as the Seals Grove Seals Take a 28 to nothing lead. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Ryan, let me explain this here now, too. Seals Grove went to line up to kick going from our right to left, as it would have been still in the third period. But at the final play there, so now both teams are flipping to the other side. Man, it is a Keystone Cops right now. Everyone's running in 10,000 different directions. But the bottom line, Ryan, Seals Grove leading 28 nothing. Yeah, and with now. 14 consecutive score uh, quarters without a score for Shikalemi. I mean, you tell me. Oh, is it and now? And now it's officially 15. Well, they're in the 15th, so they don't score here. It'll be 15 quarters consecutive quarters that Shikalemi has not scored this season. I don't see how they can come back down 28. The kick is away. 
Yep, man standing just inside his 30. That's Nettles trying to get up the right sideline. to be knocked out of bounds by Ryan Ahmed. So it'll be a first down for the Braves. They'll have it at their own 43-yard line. Again, Seals Grove leading 28-0, following that 29-yard touchdown reception by Metzger. The shot gets his sixth touchdown pass of the season. Metzger gets his first touchdown reception of the season for the Seals Grove Seals. So it's now it's about this defense for the Seals Grove Seals. Now they want to keep this shutout as they moved into the fourth quarter. Three, three shutout quarters. They like to make it a fourth to end this ball game. So long way to go for this defense. First down and ten for the Braves. Schaefer showing blitz. Weir gives it to the deep man. He's got room. Bounce to the outside. And he's going to pick up about five on the carry that time. Luciano on the carry. The sophomore for the Braves. Pick it out to the 48-yard line. Schaefer on the stop for the Seals Grove defense. Second down and five for the Braves. Yeah, Schaefer having a nice game, too. That's his seventh tackle tonight. He's having a big game. We've called 65 a lot tonight. So a positive play for the Braves there. They come up in tight formation. One wide receiver split to the right. Blitz coming by the Seals. Luciano trying to bounce it out to the left. Balls on the turf. Rolling around. Khan trying to get to it. And not going to be able to. Fain is able to get to the ball. Good effort by the lineman. Or else Khan would have had another fumble recovery for the Seals. I'm not sure who forced that fumble. But I think it was Ziders. And then also Schoen coming in and hit at the same time. Uh, Schoen got a great jump. He was up the middle. If that ball would have ran up the middle, that would have been a devastating blow. It did go away towards Ziders. I think Ziders put the big hit on, knocked the ball free. I think Schoen helped the cause as well. And then Joe Kahn almost with his second fumble recovery heads up to the Shikalimi offensive lineman to grab that ball. But, wow, that, that was a punishing hit. A tough hit on the field here. Speaking of tough with Blaze Alexander Ford, tough game of the week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. Looking to update it. Score on the game that we chose as the tough game of the week. Mount Carmel leading Jersey Shore 27-0. They are at halftime as Luciano gets to his feet and makes his way to the sideline for the Shikalimi Braves. Again here, Seals Grove leading 28 nothing. 11 minutes to go in the game. Seals Grove bouncing back in a big way here in that second quarter to get the two scores to go up 14 nothing at half. They've added two more touchdowns in the third quarter to lead 28 nothing. Trying to get back in the win column here to even the record at 2-2 two and two and get another hack one win for the Seals Grove Seals. Third down and long, third down and 15 for the Braves. Clock running 10.40 to go. Personnel switching from right to left for Duncan Weir. Drops back, looking left, gets the pressure. Rolling to the left, got a lot of green in front of him. Nate Schoen chasing him down and making him skip out of bounds. After about a five yard pickup for Duncan Weir as they mark it back where this possession started. So it'll be a fourth down and 10 for the Shikalimi Braves. And you would think a punting situation as you see Kittens coming out to punt this one away. You know, people are going to start thinking this kid's parents are paying me money. But Ziders literally took on a triple team there and just bullied guys and almost got the sack. I think he was even held. He is just physically dominating 
that side of that offensive line. Literally three guys, and he is just busting through like the Incredible Hawk. Unbelievable game, the intensity he's playing with. This is a guy that plays both ways. So he is in physical condition, shape. He, He is playing lights out right now. He, honestly, like if I look at my stat sheet, somebody tell him to get an interception, a fumble recovery, a safety, and a touchdown, and, and, go for the and he's got the whole sheet. Well, in a long... And those are easy things. Yeah, I mean, everything <laughs> else he's done is hard. Yeah. yeah. Just talking about the easy stuff. <laughs> just get a pick six. I'm not betting against him right now. I know there's only ten and a half minutes left in the game, but the way he's playing, he could easily get an interception for a touchdown, then get a fumble recovery. And then a safety. The way the ball's been bounced around that turf, fumble recovery might be the next thing he's able to do. Look at his score and recap again. This game was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. And we moved into the second quarter. Schoen got the 43-yard touchdown run with 7.33 to go in the first half. The extra point by Rule, good. And Seals Grove led 7-0. And then Danny Schott got his first touchdown run of his career, two-yard run, to make it 14-0. It'd be 14-0 at half. Then Seals Grove got a touchdown reception by Swinefort Metzger. They lead 28-0 over the Shikolimi Braves. Now Shikolimi will punt this away following the timeout. Good snap here. Some pressure. A short kick. Blue shirts need to get away here now. The ball is going to roll around, and they do. It'll be spotted down at 35-yard line by the Shikolimi Braves. Seals Grove will take over first down and 10 at their own 35-yard line, leading 28-0 here in the fourth period with 10-19 to go. Next yeah. week, Seals Grove will be home again against the Berwick Bulldogs, who are having a monster season so far. Big challenge for Seals Grove, but trying to pick up some momentum here into that big contest against the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, this is a great game. The way Seals are playing to build confidence. Seals Grove getting healthy. They're going to need to be confident, healthy, and playing their best game next week. That is a superb Berwick team. Trips to the right. Handoff goes to the deep man in the backfield. That's Hollenbach. Able to make a man miss at the 38-yard line. It's going to take it beyond the 40 out to about the 43-yard line. Mercado in on the stop for the Shikolimi Braves. Also give credit to number nine, Balestrini, but a good run by Hollenbach. Yeah, he's got great speed. One of the fastest guys on the team. Fresh legs in there now running as well. And that passing game right now is going to also open up that running game as well. Danny Schock having success throwing the ball makes it a lot easier for these backs. Eight-yard pickup by Hollenbach. He's going to get the call again. They're going to dance in the backfield, met by a white shirt, and it spins away from a would-be tackler, but then good pursuit defensively by the Braves. What a nice spot we're about to get here, too. Wow. I'm not sure what he saw. Oh wow. He was tackled not even at the 45 that I could tell, and now they're giving him a first down. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, I love it. I'm a Seals Grove fan. I'm going to take it, but... We literally got two yards in a spot there. And I was unless they're gonna give the unless they're gonna give him forward momentum because he kinda got hit and got knocked back, but he, he stayed got on to his the feet. 45 if that yeah, okay. I don't know. What a spot. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. First down and ten for the SEALs <laughs> at their own forty seven yard line. Shock in a shotgun. Fakes it to Hollabach this time. Roll it to his right. Look it. Throws it to Metzger. Did Metzger make the catch? Looks like he did for the two yard pickup. So quick little rollout by Shock. Tossed it to Metzger. He caught it for the two-yard pickup. Second down and eight for the Seals. Metzger's got some good hands. That was not a good throw there. Low and at his, like, shins. But 
Metzger catches it for the two-yard gain. So second down, calling it eight. 8.49 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 28-0. Trips to the left for Schock. He's in the shotgun formation. Hollenbach in the backfield with him. Going to give it to Hollenbach. Met in the backfield will go down. A loss of two, maybe three, before it's done for the Seals Grove Seals. Hey, coming up after the game, you get interviews with Coach Derek Hicks, players down on the field. It's part of the Service Electric post-game show coming up after the game here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. So loss of the play takes it back to the 46-yard line. Third down and 10 for the Seals. Clock running with 8-10 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 28-0. Trips to the left. That's where Shock's looking. Got some time. Now he looks like he's going to take off. Bounces out to the left side. Trying to buy some time. Looks. Finally gets rid of it to Nyland, who makes his first catch of the night. He's going to tiptoe out of bounds into Chicken Limit territory. Close to a first down for the Seals. That's actually Nyland's second catch tonight. He made one earlier in the game where he got real low, got the ball. But, man, Danny just keeping the play alive. Receivers staying, you know, finding openings, continue to work. Nyland gets out in the open, and he catches a laser with his hands, turns up field against the first down. Way to keep the play alive was, uh, with Danny Shock, but Nyland making a great catch, and the yards after the catch got the first down. Big play by Nyland. And that comes off Nyland. Not sure if he was going to play tonight, but he gets his second catch and a big one there for a first down. Shock looking. Some pressure. Rolling to his right. Throw back across his body. Find Metzger at the 28. He's at the 20. Lowers his shoulder at the 15-yard line. First down pickup for the Seals Grove Seals as he's able to take it to the 15-yard line. Balestrini on the stop for the Shikolimi defense, but a big first down for the Seals deep into Shikolimi territory. After the throwy catch. And, you know, the tight end over the years, I, I, we always said we'd like to see some more tight end action. I don't know the last time we've had a tight end. It might go all the way back to Shuck back in the state title year that we saw a tight end used this much in the Seals of offense. Metzger's having a big year. First down and 10. Shuck turns, gives it to Hollenbach. He's it to the secondary at the five. Goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. But there is a flag on the play all the way back at the 20-yard line. Ah. That was a great run. That's a holding call against the Seals, negating Hollenbach's great run to uh, the goal line. It's a shame, too, because Hollenbach showed a little bit of everything there. The ability to break tackle strength and then the speed to get away from a would-be tackler. But the holding's going to negate. It's still a great run. This is Seals Grove football in WEGH Northumberland. Seals Grove. And that maybe could have been the Schmogan Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. As we're looking for candidates and then during our postgame show, we will announce the Schmogan Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And I think we just had a cow drop in. <laughs> Hope it's okay. <laughs> if you heard that bell. If you saw it coming, you might want to move. <laughs> oh, God, you're so smooth. That was good. <laughs> smooth, I mean, by the top of your head. Uh, I do need a haircut. <laughs> First down and long. One for the hair. Seals. First One down hair. and 25. It still needs to be cut. <laughs> Trips to the right. Chuck, quick throw this out to Swiper. Makes a catch at the 30. Try to dance to the 28. He's able to, but a good stop that time. Coming over for the Shikolami defender, number 53. Adi makes the stop, but a quick throw that time by Shock to his main target, Swineford. It'll set up a second down and long. 6.50 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 28 to nothing. Two wide receivers going to be sent to each side. In the slot on the right is Metzger. Far to the right is four. 
Shot drops back. Look it over the middle. Nope. Now deep down the sideline. Going to find Metzger. Make the catch at the five-yard line as he's able to beat Bigaman and shot through it to Metzger's inside. He makes an athletic play at the five-yard line. Makes the catch. First down for the Seals. Backside shoulder pass. Adjustment made by the receiver. Over top. Good coverage. Listen. Phenomenal throw. Phenomenal catch. I mean, Metzger, unbelievable that shot goes for 300 now yards tonight on that throw. Just unbelievable game. I mean, not only is the quarterback playing well, receivers are making big catches. We said going into the season, who's going to step up outside an island? And we got a bunch of guys. Khan gets the call here. He's going to step up, get to the goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Power football, Seals Grove up 34-0. As Khan gets into the scoring column for the first time tonight, to add to four other guys who've scored tonight. Schoen, Schock, Swine for Metzger, and now in the rushing department as Khan's able to make his way between the tackles, take it to the goal line, takes a big hit, but he's able to cross the goal line. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Rule will attempt the extra point here. Fred Four with the hold. Rule trying to stay perfect on the night. Good snap, the hold's good. Kick is up, line drive kick, and it got through. So Khan gets into the scoring column with 6.05 to go in the game, and it pushes the lead up to 35 to nothing for the Seal and Grove Seals here in the fourth quarter. Mercy rule effect now as it is a 35-point lead. And it didn't look like it was going this way early on. Both teams struggling in that first quarter. But, boy, Seals Grove got two touchdowns in the second quarter, two in the third, and now have added another one here in the fourth as Joe Kahn's able to take it from four yards out with a four-yard touchdown run. Kahn on the season now. That's his second touchdown run of the season. An impressive one as he got to the goal line and was able to stick the ball into the end zone to complete the nine-play drive, covering 64 yards, took four minutes and 14 seconds, the extra point by Rule, good. Seals Grove leading 35-0. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Now Rule will tee it up. Or is this Pardo is going to get an opportunity to kick this one away? Number 25 for the Seals Grove Seals. He gets it away. It's a short kick. Yep, man. The back band's going to have to run in full stride, catch it at the 25. Makes a move beyond the 30, takes it beyond the 35-yard line. On the return that time for the Shikolimi Braves was Ritz Wrights. And he'll be stopped as he crosses the 35 out to the 37-yard line. Again, stick around. We'll get Ryan down on the field. He'll check in with Coach Derek Hicks first, and then a couple players will grab and get a chance to chit-chat with. We'll get stats. We'll get the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, all that and more. And it's all part of the Service Electric Cablevision post-game show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. First down at 10 for the Braves. One wide receiver splits to the right. Weir turns, gives it to the deep man, trying to bounce around in the backfield, hit by multiple blue shirts, and finally the whistle is going to blow to stop the play on the carry. Wrights, but nowhere to go off that left side. He was trying to get away from a couple tackles, unable to. Yeah, Ryan Ahmed and Joe Kahn all over that stuff, and a couple other seals as well. I didn't catch the numbers, but that's gang tackling. That's that's team defense flying to the ball and hitting it. And again, Shiggle, let me just, there's one direction they've gone that this half, and it's backwards. 
As they do there, Lawson, the play, puts them inside their own 35-yard line on the second down and long. Weir drops back, looking, being chased from behind, now gets rid of it over the head of his intended receiver, falls incomplete, it was intended for Jay Young Allen, the wide receiver, the junior, falls incomplete, and it's going to bring up a third down and long for the Shikolemi Braves. Tonight after the game, you can hear scores, highlights from across the region, and the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Here's Seals Grove leading 35-0 with 4.25 to go here in the ball game. Braves forced with a third down and 14. Weir takes the snap, two-step drop. Look at down the left sideline, defended by Meckley out there. Almost intercepted by Meckley off the deflection, hits the turf. And another defender for the Seals almost able to come and run underneath of it. That was Showers, Isaiah Showers, but it falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down in a punting situation for the Braves. Oh, so close. What a play by Meckley. Just lost it a little bit, I think, in the lights as it was batting around, but he almost came up with a tremendous interception. So it will be a punting situation by Gittins. Dropping back will be Schoen and Kahn standing inside their own 35-yard line waiting for the punt by the Braves. Long count. Snap gets there clean. The kick is away. Going away from Schoen. It's going to bounce at the 38-yard line. Be touched down there. And Seals Grove will take over first down and 10 outside their own 30-yard line at the 30 four-yard line. Bounce back game, Ryan, and uh, Zach nailed it for us about back-to-back losses. Seals Grove hasn't had back-to-back losses since 2013 when they lost to Berwick, Southern, and Milton, and it's not going to happen again here this year at this point. And they're still undefeated on the new turf. You know, when they they lost to Berwick in 2004 on the new turf, and then they didn't lose again until the opener 2010. That was in 2004 to 2010. So right now they're undefeated, like you said, on the new turf. And they'll have to do it again hey. next week, the big challenge next week on this home turf against the Bulldogs. Oh, man, what a great game. That's going to be a ton of hype coming into that. The Seals are getting full throttle again and healthy. As Bainey back in at offensive line tonight, big big miss there when he was hurt after that Lewisburg game. Flag on the play as Hollenbach went off his left, ran into some white shirts and got bowled over. Not much going on there on the stop for the Braves. Keeler, Aaron Keeler on the stop. But it's going to be a chit-chat by the officials here. Get a chance to let you know the Steelers entertain Kansas City for the home opener at Heinz Field Sunday. The pregame starts at 11, the kickoff at 1, and it's all on 100.9, the Valley. This penalty is going to go against the Seals Grove Seals. They're going to walk this one off. Who is Ryan going to check up, check in with down on the field from a player standpoint? Stick around. You want to find out after he checks in with headman Derek Hicks after his victory. He's going to grab a couple guys aside and uh, chit-chat. So you want to stick around for those interviews. Always entertaining to check in with the kids down on the field. Hollabach gets the call. He's going to have enough for first down. Still spinning. He's going to take it all the way to the 49-yard line. Beautiful run. Almost 25-yard run that time by Hollenbach, showing that strength, spinning out of tackles to take it to the 49-yard line. First and ta- down for the Seals Grove Seals. Hey, Pat, I got to give a shout-out. One more. My mom at home listening. She says she just texted me and says, go Seals. So she's a big Seals Grove Seals fan. Mom, thanks for listening. Love you. 
Hope you're enjoying your evening. The last game I remember her seeing in person was a 2009 state championship That's game. That's right. Rode down with us, in the booth with, with us. I treat my mom good. You do. I take care of my mom. Send the gifts via mail to Ryan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty on the play here. It's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals. Derek Hicks and Derek Pope not going to be happy. Late in the game, you want to finish clean, not have multiple penalties. Well, they have. This one's going to be walked off against the Seals Grove Seals as Hollenbach had gotten the call. But penalty will take it back inside of the 40-yard line down to the 39-yard line. So it's going to still be first down, but it's going to be a first down and 20 for the Seals. Handoff going to go to the lone back in the backfield. That's Isaiah Showers. He's going to get the call there. Not going to pick up much. Maybe back to the original line of scrimmage. Multiple Schick defenders in on the stop. Also, want to give credit to number 24. That's Gage Wolf. He got in there. Just a freshman able to help on the stop that time on Hollenbach. Second down and long. Seals Grove is going to be in no hurry. 1-10 to go in this one. Seals Grove is going to get the victory to even the record at 2-2. Two two. They'll go 2-1 and one in conference play. It's Hard to believe that this early in the season, they've already played three conference games. They'll sit at 2-1, and one, moving into week four against the Berwick Bulldogs. Bastion in at quarterback, gives it to Showers, bounce it off some tackles, showing strength, still going, spinning into Chickalemi territory, all the way to the 47-yard line. Isaiah Showers, Hollowblock, they're getting their opportunities here, and boy, making the most of it with a strength run there by Showers into Chickalemi territory to the 47-yard line. Short of a first down, it will be third down. Third down and six for the Seals Grove Seals. Trying to check in to see Giuseppe Ferraro playing left tackle. Also into the game, number 19 for the Seals Grove Seals. And that is Scott Kissinger. Trying to check out other guys into the games for the Seals. Number 71 in on that offensive line, and that's Michael Hayes. We mentioned Bastion in a quarterback. Hoover to tight end on the right side for the Seals Grove Seals. That'll be the final play of the game. Clock will wind down the 0-0-0. Ryan will make his way down on the field to try to catch up with Coach Derek Kicks. After the traditional handshake, Seals Grove will win this one. 35 nothing bouncing back from a loss a week ago to the Southern Columbia Tigers. Doing it in a big way here. Seals Grove will even the record out at 2-2 two and two as the Shiklemi Braves will fall to 0-4. Next week for the Shiklemi Braves, they'll take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Another big hack one game for the Shiklemi Braves, as they try to get into the win column. Again, Seals Grove wins this one 35-0 over the Shiklemi Braves. Again, scoring, there was none in the first quarter as they were shut out 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. The Seals Grove would get into the scoring column on the 43-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen. That came with 7.33 to go in that for in that second quarter. And then Chuck got his first touchdown run of his career, two-yard run, 4.03 to go in that first half. The extra point by Rule Good, 14-0 lead at that point for the Seals Grove Seals. And that would be the score at the end of the first quarter. Seals Grove would lead, at the end of the first half, would lead 14-0. 
But then Seals Grove come back with two touchdowns in the third. Swineford, Ben Swineford, 49-yard touchdown reception with 5.08 to go in the third. They go up 21-0 over the Shikalemi Braves before Metzger would be on the other end of a 29-yard pass from Shock to put Seals Grove up 28-0 at the end of the third period. And in Seals Grove, it added another score. Khan would get in the scoring column. Seals Grove would be up 35 nothing at a point. We got Ryan down on the field with head coach Derek Hicks. Let's not waste any time. Down on the field with Ryan. Yeah, I just ran down here, Pat. I am with Coach Hicks. Coach, great win tonight. Bounce back game. Talk a little bit about this rivalry matchup. Uh, you know, I thought defensively we played well. Uh, Schick's been struggling offensively. And fortunately for us tonight, without uh, Darrell Lyles and Lucas Tilford, uh, those struggles continued. And uh, hats off to our kids because they were in their backfield all night creating havoc. Uh, offensively, we got to clean some things up, you know. 35 nothing, and honestly, I think we left a good 14, maybe 21 points on the field here uh, with mental mistakes, you know, little things. Uh, Big pass down to Ben Swineford to the two. We lined up improperly, got an illegal formation. Um, you know, a, another big ball down the field, and there was another penalty. So it's we, we got to clean up the little things. We can't leave points on the field. It's so funny to hear the coaching talk. You know, we see all this good stuff. We get excited. You're, you're still looking to improve. I love it. I'm going to give you two names, one from the defensive side to start. Ziders, big game tonight. End up with 12 tackles, a tackle for a loss, a sack, a deflection, a forced fumble. Huge game for him tonight. Yeah, I mean, against the wing tee, you need that D tackle. Your uh, outside linebacker and uh, inside backer on that side to, uh, you know, gap responsibility and to be in their backfield. And Blaze was a terror. You know, they just, uh, they, they were trying to down block him and his quickness was getting him through. Uh, so, monster game out of Blaze. And offensively, I mean, Danny Shock had a big game as a freshman, but another guy had a big game. And it's been a while since a, this position has really had this type of game. Metzger with seven catches, 114 yards in a TD. What's the difference this year with all the activity and the involvement of the tight end? Uh, you know, it's just why it's an athlete. The kid worked hard in the offseason. Uh, you know, he gained some good muscle. Uh, yeah, he's a big, solid, sturdy kid, and uh, he, he brings an attitude to the field. And, uh, you know, you got an athlete that's going to block, bring an attitude, but then as you can see tonight, he'll get downfield and catch the football for you. Coach, what does it mean to put a mercy rule game in after a tough mercy rule game and not in your favor last week? Uh, you know, it's big. I mean, a nice confidence booster for the kids. And anytime you can, uh, you know, put it to your rival, it's a big win for the program and for these kids, you know, especially like you said after last week. Coach, go enjoy this win with your uh, team. With your team. All right, we will. Thank you. All right, Pat, we'll go back up to you in the booth and continue with the Seals postgame show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. Thank you, Ryan, from down on the field. And we'll send it back to Sean Carey, get some updated scores on some games late for uh, around the Valley. So why don't we do that? We'll send it back to Sean, and then we'll continue with the Service Electric Cablevision postgame show here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Our first whip around across the Valley. Seals Grove getting the 35-0 shutout over Shikalemi. Uh, heard tonight on 100.9 The Valley. Lewisburg crushing Milton 49-7. Max Moyers with five first-half touchdowns for Lewisburg. In the fourth quarter, Bloomsburg leads Loyal Sock 19-8. Southern Columbia shutting out Shemokin 48-0. In the fourth quarter, Belfont 44, Central Mountain 7. Also in the fourth, Tri-Valley and Pine Grove going back and forth. Tri-Valley leads at this point 20-15 in the fourth. Montoursville shut out Warrior Run tonight 47-0. In the third quarter, Williamsport 35, Hazleton 28. 
Juniata and Line Mountain in the fourth. They are knotted up at 20-20. Final score, Central Columbia 49, Hughesville 24. Danville up 31-3 over Mifflinburg in the fourth. Final score, some say an upset, Susquenita 29, Williams Valley 7. In the fourth quarter, Midwest on their way to their second-ever program victory. They're shutting out Shenandoah 30-0. Back and forth battle between Upper Dauphin and Newport. The Trojans are up 27-26 in the fourth. Mount Carmel, no problem tonight with Jersey Shore. Thompson Street Stadium, that's a final 47-7. Montgomery leads Sayre in the fourth, 20-6. And a big back and forth affair tonight in Lycoming County, a battle between two undefeated teams. Muncie leads South Williamsport in the fourth, 26 to 24. And get those scores at eagle107.com as we head back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals get the shutout victory tonight and the rally in the Valley Trophy coming back to Seals Grove as they shut out the Braves 35 to nothing. Back to, back to uh, Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt and Zach Showers too as we continue the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Thank you, Sean. And looking down on the field, you see the Seals Grove Seals, just as you said, a rally in the Valley Trophy goes back to the Seals Grove Seals after being owned by the Shikolimi Braves the last two years. And boy, doing it in impressive fashion, winning this one 35 nothing over the Shikolimi Braves. And again, we talk about it. The candidates for the for the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We go through thinking about the big run by Schoen, the long pass to uh, Swineford for the touchdown, a catch and run, and also the play by Danny Schock as he was able to buy some time and found Metzger in the end zone for the touchdown. So those are some candidates for the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. So after some discussion, the play that's deemed the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game will be the Metzger touchdown as Shock was able to find some time, roll to his left to in the end zone and able to put Seals Grove up at that point 28 to nothing. So that's the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Smoky Dam Health Center offering medical care, cryopractic care, rehabilitation and more. Call 743-4333 for an appointment. That's 570-743-4333 for an appointment for your Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game i see ryan down on the field he's got a couple players who is he going to check in with let's go down to ryan to find out ryan back down on the field here listen to the seals post game show presented by service electric cable vision i do have nate shown with me nate seven carries tonight 80 yards and a td also had one catch for 20 yards and you were in on a handful of tackles big game for you not getting to play last week watching that game did, did it give you more motivation to come out here against Schick tonight? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, I was really disappointed I couldn't play last week. Just wanted to rest Sydney for this big game against Shikalemi. Yeah, one thing we noticed with your running tonight, you know, it wasn't all uh, bruising running. A lot of times in the backfield, some patience and making guys miss and then taking off. Is this something you normally do or just feeling the flow tonight? Yeah, I would say I'm like a more patient runner and like pick the holes but my i gotta i gotta find the outside in some of the plays oh you had a big game both sides of the ball real quick which side do you like better the offense or the defense um i'm gonna have to go with the offense i've been loving that <laughs> a lot more glory on the offensive side i'd have to agree but uh, hey great game tonight you're a big win against shikalemi arrival hey thank you all right we'll continue on the defensive side of the ball i'm gonna be- bring in blaze ziders blaze first question for you were your ears ringing tonight? Oh, yeah, the crowd was wild. I love the Schick Knights. Favorite night of the year, the rivalry. Love to come out here and support the Seals of Seals and go as hard as we can out here. 
I always say, you know, I, I didn't think of that. I guess the crowd could make your ears ring, but I'm just saying because we were calling your name nonstop tonight. You're seeing double, triple teams. At some point in time, I think I might even saw the entire offensive line on you. What were you seeing tonight, and how were you able to bust through that stuff and get success? I mean, this tonight I was trying to use my speed against their linemen, and that was my goal, just to penetrate gaps and get in the backfield and cause havoc, and that's what I was trying to do the whole time. Twelve tackles, one tackle for a loss, one sack, one deflection, one forced fumble. All you needed was a fumble recovery, a safety, and a touchdown, and you had the complete stat sheet. No big deal. Hey, we, we won. That's all that matters to me. We'll get it next week yeah. against Berwick. That's the goal. That's the goal. Congratulations on a great game. Go enjoy it. Thank you. At last, we're going to go to Metzger. Metzger, big game, buddy. Uh, Pat and I talk about all the time. Tight ends don't get a whole lot in this offense in the last few years. Not the case with you this year. Seven catches, 114 yards in a TD. What are you seeing between you and Danny Shock and that connection you're having? I'm just seeing that he's starting to re- like slow down the game. He's starting to really make go through his progressions and make good reads. Now, that was a quite a tough uh, catch over here. Was that supposed to be a backside shoulder, or he's supposed to lead you a little more out towards the sideline? Um, he was supposed to lead me out towards the sideline, but it worked out anyways. Yeah, it was a great play by you. Defensively, too, you're having a big year and on a bunch of tackles. Uh, talk a little bit about what you guys saw on that side of the ball tonight. Um, on defense, we just saw that Chick was a hard-nosed team. They like to run the wing tee like Southern, and they ran the ball hard. We just had to rally to the ball and make clean tackles. How important of a game was this for you guys after the Southern Columbia game just to bounce back and put this type of performance up? This game was really important because it, like showed that we didn't roll over to Southern. We came back hard, and we wanted to win. That's all that matters. Uh, and you did that. You had a great game. Congratulations. Made it a ton of fun to call. Thank you. And I got Danny Shock here. Yeah, let's do a fourth one. Let's go for fourth. Danny, first game over 300 yards. You were 18 of 21 with two TDs, 303 yards. You completed seven in a row, and then you ended the game with 10 in a row. Your first rivalry game with Shikalimi. What, what's going through you right now? What emotions? Great emotions right now. Uh, obviously, some things to work on better, but we can focus on this right now, and then on Monday comes time to the drawing board again. I'm going to assume you already spoke with Coach Pope after you're saying some things to work on. Yes, I did speak with Coach Pope. He told me that I should have had 450 yards, but ended up with 300, but I'm thankful. All the glory to God. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the credit. Great game, and, and Coach Pope knows you had a great game, too. Congratulations tonight on your big game. Hey, you hit five different guys for over 20 yards. That's a pretty impressive way to use the field. Go enjoy this with your teammates. Thank you. All right, Pat, we're going to wrap it up from the field with the Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. We'll take it back up to you in the booth, and we'll continue from there. Thank you, Ryan, down on the field. Thank you to the players and to Coach Hicks checking in. We're going to send it to a break. Then come back and continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. we got stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, and then wrap things up here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Again, Seals Grove wins this one 35-0 over the Braves. They claim the Rally in the Valley trophy. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Don't go back to school without the one supply that'll keep your coursework moving. Service Electric Cablevision High Speed Internet. SECV Internet always makes the grade with unrivaled speed and reliability. It's the perfect Wi-Fi solution for the whole family to share, no matter how many devices you connect. Simultaneously search, stream, download, and gain instant access to everything you need to get ahead and complete your assignments. Plus, bundle SECV Internet with TV and 
and phone and save. Learn faster. Surf smarter. Visit sccv.com slash internet today. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go Seals! Eagle One. Welcome back to Seals Grove Area High School with the Seals Grove Seals. Get back in the wind column to even the record at two and two. This is the Surface Electric Cablevision post-game show as Seals Grove beats the Chickalemi Braves 35 to nothing, outdoing their victory a year ago in the playoffs when they beat the Chickalemi Braves 34 to nothing. So back-to-back shutouts by the Seals Grove Seals over the Chickalemi Braves. Again, this one, a 35 to nothing win. Looking at team numbers, Seals Grove 17 first downs, Chickalemi 4-1 in the second half. Rushing department, Seals Grove is able to get a good rushing game going here tonight. They go for a 191 yards on the ground. Shikalimi just 65. In the passing department, you heard from Ryan down on the field talking to Danny Schock. He goes for 303 yards. Shikalimi just eight yards through the air. So total yards dominated by the Seals Grove Seals. 494 total yards. Shikalimi just 73. Penalties a problem on both sides. Ten penalties against the Seals, eight against the Shikalami Braves. Turnovers, two fumbles by the Shikalami Braves here tonight. No turnovers by the Seals Grove Seals. Now looking at individual numbers. First for the Shikalami Braves, Luciano, five carries for 42 yards. Mercado had some good runs early on, but didn't hear much from him throughout the rest of the game. Six carries for just 26 yards. In the passing department, Weir, four for eight. For just eight yards, he was able to find Bingaman, Castillo, Mercado, and Almond all for one catch on the night. Now looking at Seals Grove Seals from individual numbers, rushing department shown seven carries, 80 yards, a touchdown. Joe Kahn, 10 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. And then Danny Schock, four carries, 18 yards, a touchdown, his first of his career for the Seals Grove Seals. Hollenbach ended up getting five carries for 28 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. Now in the passing department, Danny Schock, 18 for 21, 303 yards, two touchdowns, completed last 10 passes for the freshman quarterback. Receiving court, Metzger, seven catches, 124 yards and a touchdown. Swineford had four catches for 75 yards. Joe Kahn, three catches for 49 yards. Nyland, who we weren't sure if he was going to play tonight, game time decision, ended up with two catches for 27 yards. Again, Seelands Grove, total yards, 494 to Shikalimi, just 73. Seelands Grove wins 35 nothing. They improved to 2-2 two and two on the season, 2-1 and one in conference play. I want to remind you, you can catch Seals game night after we're done here, and you're going to get all the scores and highlights from across the region. You're going to hear the Alpha Electric electrifying call of the week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Remember, each week you can hear on Eagle 107 live play-by-play action of the Bucknell Bison 
with Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hurst, starting with the Bison buildup on Eagle 107. Next week, the Seals will take on the Berwick Bulldogs here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. You catch Seals game day with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brand starting at 6, the Derrick Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the 7 o'clock kickoff here at Seals Grove.